0: The Rock of Portland 101.
1: KUFO. K-u-f-o. 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 Portland.
2: Attention broadcasters in the greater Portland area. Your daily show prep begins now.
3: Uh, one minute and 15 seconds after the hour of five. And this the month of September in the year of our Lord, 2009. Thank you for coming along and making it part of your listening day. We are live from the plushly appointed yet not overly really ostentatious studios of Rock 101, KUFO, in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Uh, let's get this out of the way right now. I didn't, didn't watch the Diva special on VH1 last night. In any way, shape, matter, manner, fashion, or form. Were you supposed to? No, I, I know that it's one of those things that people were talking about. And by people, I mean the purple section of USA Today. Usually, when something's in the purple section of USA Today, like if it's on the front the, the page of that, I try to at least give it a cursory watch, uh, so that I can, uh, you know, so I can, so that I can have some sort of uh, cultural literacy going on. But I didn't do that because, and I really, I really don't know how this happened. This, this just arrived because the, uh, because the first episode of Dexter season four just mysteriously arrived on my desk. I didn't ask for it. I didn't solicit it. It, it, it just appeared. Magic. Wasn't a thing that I sought out actively. It just magically it transmogrified uh, out of thin air onto my. De- it apparated onto my desk.
4: Just to make you feel better, I'll let you know ahead of time that we do have some sound bites from the Divas Show. And just as a warning for all you kids listening, it may include the word
3: hell. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> hell. H e l l. Julie. duly warned. Forewarned is forearmed. Hey, I think there ought to be a show with stoners and fat chicks called Divas and Butthead. I think so too. Divas and Butthead. That's all I've got. That's the that's the extent of my humor today. If you don't find that funny, you're I not going to like the rest of the show.
5: Do you? I was just thinking about Beavis and Butthead. And did you realize that probably people who are like 18 and younger now don't, might not even know who they
3: are? I don't know. I'm not sure that that's true. I think that Beavis and Butthead, I think they're a cultural reference that has been passed down. They may not have I watched so. Beavis and Butthead. I mean, it, it, you know, they probably, I mean, they certainly don't remember seeing it when it was new. I mean, because I was, I mean... I was maybe 22 when it went off the air, 23, because I think it went off the air in 96, 97, something like that. So I would have been no more than 24, I think, when Beavis and Butthead actually ceased broadcasting new episodes. Then they had Beavis and Butthead to America. They had, I think, they had a return at the Video Music Awards, maybe six, seven, eight years ago. And they did something about three months ago for that to promote that new Judge film, the uh, that Extract movie. Um... But I do think that they became they became a thing that is referenced, uh, you know, because you know you say Beavis and ButtHead to describe a kind of a personality type, and everybody sort of knows what that is. But I they think are they
5: don't go away. Everyone
6: should know them. Do you think it's time
5: for
3: them to be? It's time for some sort of a comeback. Time for like a one-off Beavis and ButtHead special or something, or maybe you're like a short run of that series.
6: Because you know I what? See that.
3: It, it, look, let's just be honest. Mouth breeding metal kids who sit on a couch and huff paint thinner while watching Pantera videos. That's just. You, that that is an omnipresent part of the culture. That will never go away. Every year, there's another disaffected generation of teenagers, uh, you know, that comes into existence, and they all go out and they buy copies of Judas Priest, British Steel, and then they go home and they, uh, you know, and they write poetry about killing all their classmates. That's just that's just the way it is. That's uh... that is part of the American tapestry. It's 503-228-4101 if you would uh, like to join us today. Coming up later on, uh, we'll talk to Dax Holt from TMZ. We've also got uh, Aaron Duran from geekinthecity.com and our good friend Siegfried. He'll be in the studio as well. Uh, we'll talk about the Week in Geek and Grindhouse, uh, the Grindhouse Film Festival, which is tomorrow at the Hollywood Theater. Uh, we have a listener named Kenny. Speaking of cartoon characters, who's going to come in in the 6 o'clock hour, uh, he'll be taking part in Video Rodeo. He's actually going to be the, he's the first sort of guy off the street. He's the, he's the first listener we've been able to get to take part in this. Because apparently the word spread so quickly and so far about the nature of this Video Rodeo submission that no one was willing to watch it. I mean, I got like three, four, five other submissions that are all stacked up that I'm almost hesitant to use because we couldn't even... I'm just going to tell you, this is relatively mild compared to some of the stuff I've got in the queue. And we've had a great amount of difficulty getting people to watch this. So he's going to be the first listener who's willing to do so. Uh, That'll be in the uh, 6 o'clock hour, 640. Coming up uh, at the end of the show, we're going to talk to Katie She is the final contestant that we're going to be interviewing for KUFO's Survive It and Drive It contest, which kicks off Monday at 7 a.m. She, I think, is the crazy one. Just based on the three people we've talked to so far, and just, I was talking to Paddock about this yesterday.
5: I don't know, but people can be secret crazy.
3: I don't know. I think, I think that the crazy person will kind of announce themselves. I think it may be overt in its display, but I could be wrong about that. Um, So that is uh, coming up later on. we got a pair of uh, tickets for you to see uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 and a four-pack of tickets to the Shine a Light a Night at the Museum uh, event, which happens tomorrow, September 19th. It's quite a busy day. And that is not even to to talk about this guy, London. What is his real name? His real name is like... uh, Unleash... uh... Sorry, there was a little bit of sound that came out of somewhere there. Uh, His real name is uh, TJ or... I thought it was something like Skeet, that. Skeet? Something like that. He's the guy from Daisy something of Love. something very
5: simple. I, it, I watched an episode of that yesterday, P.S.
3: Is he a douche? Somebody, and I don't want to say who, somebody associated with this program made a reference to having to sponge down the studio with uh, with alcohol once he was to, Having to give everything a good antibiotic hosing. Uh,
5: yeah, he's a, he's a good-looking fella. I mean, well, I can I see why, you know, why a show based upon looks, why he would have won. I don't
3: think anybody's disputing. I, I printed out a copy of his... Uh, I printed out a copy of his Facebook page, and he's—he uh, he does appear to be—he's um, an interesting guy. Let's put it that way. I—I uh, I don't even know where to begin with him. So, will
5: he—he
3: has a lot of traits on his Facebook page that are—he um, demonstrates a lot of universal Facebook traits. Let's—let's uh, let's put it that way. We'll—we'll we'll talk more about that oh, in a so bit.
5: Of universal Facebook traits, did you get that link I sent you?
3: I did, and with the greatest application of willpower did i resist reading I it so I didn't read it either yesterday afternoon sarah sends me the, the greatest link and it was an article about the 12 types of people you always see on facebook yeah, the 12 the,
5: most annoying types is of that facebook when there's the
3: 12 people? most irritating type yeah. of uh, types of facebook users and then it, it like three things happened a i wanted to read it b i resisted reading it because i figured it was probably better if we discussed it here because we're kind of we, like we can't really act all that well no, we on the show. Really except for Tim, of course, and Greg, and Greg, who can act flawlessly. If, if like, you know, I'm sure Greg could if only he was ever given the chance to do so. Um, so in other words, we can't really sort of, like, fake reactions to stuff. So when you send me things like that, I realize that I can't read it. I have to sort of
6: and talk about
5: it And I didn't read it either. either. I read the first one. I told you I read the first one.
3: So these are the and 12... I
5: immediately identified somebody with the
3: first one. Are these the 12 most irritating Facebook behaviors or the 12 types of people that are the
5: most irritating? 12 types of people. All right. Like, the, uh, like, do you want to give an example?
4: Mm, yeah, no, i got to print okay. it out. We like, should get into that People now. who are once in the public eye and are not at the moment, so they broadcast their every activity every two seconds, regardless of how trivial it might be.
1: Why, Tim? That's
5: like, the one I read? Like, people must care.
4: It's like you're looking into an oracle. Not that we know anybody who does that. <laughs> Have you ever closely examined one of those stirring straws for coffee in your spare time? <laughs> Busy picking a piece of
3: lint out of my navel and wondering... I just
4: noticed a new weed has grown on my walkway. <laughs> I Um, noticed a hoot owl in the tree (laughs) in my backyard that kept me awake all night. What can be done about it? Awesome. Uh, So
3: so that was the second thing is I resisted reading it. I wanted to read it. That was the first reaction. Second reaction, I resisted reading it. Third, I then began to be filled with dread that I somehow was like five or six of the annoying Facebook types. But I don't know because I haven't read the article yet. I don't know either. All right. Uh, and so forth. All right. It's 503-228-4101. Oh, and I saw your motorcycle, motorbike thing. What is it? Is it a motorbike or I don't a motorcycle? Know. I was
5: talking to somebody. It doesn't yesterday. look
3: like a motorcycle. It's a scooter. It sounds like one. Though. It looks like a scooter, though. Yeah. I mean, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Because it, motorcy- in the motorcycle, when you told me you bought one of those, I was picturing one of those big ass,
5: oh, like God, a no. huge,
4: you know, John Travolta no. in Road Dogs. No,
5: baby steps. Baby uh-huh. steps.
4: Yeah, yeah. It's not like a, one of those dykes on bikes things. Not that there's anything <laughs> wrong with that. <laughs> Thank you for the the Alpha Broadcasting news desk clarifying
3: now.
1: Hey, Greg and I,
3: the nature of Sarah Dillon's motorcycle.
4: Well, I'm just trying to paint a vivid word picture. Wow, somebody, <laughs> so no one is misled. <laughs> It's like it's like sort of like we're channeling. I did feel pretty butch
5: this morning though. because Greg and I were outside uh, talking. and I like turned on the bike and I'm like, yeah, you know, she was real fun to ride today. And we're sitting there like.
3: Sounds like I didn't need to watch the VH1 Diva special. It's like it's it somehow just appeared in the room with us. All right, it's 503-228-4101. Ladies and gentlemen, at the news desk, it's your personal savior, Tim Riley.
7: In the news with Tim Riley.
4: It's just one of those hours of the day when things just fall out of my mouth without much thinking, and it's too late to put them back in. Well, let's talk about other things, shall we? Good morning, everyone, from the KUFO News Center downtown Portland. It is still dark out, and 5.09. It's going to be sunny today, highs and low 80s, but rainy tomorrow. Not a good day for a motorcyclist or a bicyclist or a scooterist. So you've been warned. Uh, 183 will lose their jobs as Texas-based Benchmark Electronics will close the doors to its factory in Beaverton. In the meantime, Medford-based mail-order house Harry and David, the Apple and Orange people, they lost $20 million this year. Not good economic news. Now, what does
3: that electronics company make? Do we know? What is the, what is the nature of their business? Uh,
4: little uh, gizmos that go into uh, whatchamacallit's. Okay, and we send them back over to Japan to build useful things.
3: The international doohickey market has taken a huge, uh, a huge plunge. Was it you that was pointing out that the Oregonian business section is like a page and a half long now?
8: Yeah,
4: it is. I mean, really, it's, just, it's like a, it's like a pamphlet. Let's see here. As a matter of fact, let's see this. Uh, uh, they were talking about this company, Benchmark Electronics, and it's a Beaverton factory. They make electronic circuit boards and perform other low tech production and repair. Tasks. Well, that seems yeah. like So that's
3: a sort of a chain reaction thing, because obviously if there was if there's less business, then there are fewer business machines and computers being required, which means that you got to build fewer of them, which means you're not going to need circuit boards. Mm-hmm. And that I mean, and then that trickles down to places like Intel, of course. So. All right.
4: And then to make matters worse, integrated device technology plans to shut down its Hillsborough factory and outsource work to Taiwan. Uh, and then Rana Systems plans to send its remaining Oregon manufacturing to Asia. And that's going to cut another 80 jobs. Well, you know, somebody was
3: making—I'm not thinking at all serious—early in the day, but somebody was making the observation about uh, during the election, Barack Obama kept talking about, you know, how he was going to make sure the construction jobs, and he, I think he kept using the phrase "ditch diggers," which is sort of because that's like the stock phrase you use just to represent employment in general. But he was talking about making sure that those jobs stay here, and somebody pointed out that there's certain jobs that have to stay here by definition because you're like you can't, like you can't outsource your janitorial work to India. But all the stuff you can outsource, like all the tech work, uh, you know, that's the, the stuff that they ought to be saying that they're going to keep in America. I mean, if they're going to do that, if they're going to pass some sort of regulation saying you've got to keep jobs here, then the regulations ought to be focused on jobs that you actually can move overseas. It's not like, it's
4: not like you can outsource the guy who has to come in and
3: broom down the hallway every night. Right. So
4: We're all going to end up stealing copper wire from each other eventually anyway. That's right. That's the way things are going. We're all going to end up being in each other's downline. And because you asked, the new VH1 Diva Show is on last night, and we have some of the highlights, which are wonderful. Uh, Kathy Griffin asked Paula Abdul if she ever saw Simon and Ryan engaged in relations backstage. Here it is, kids.
1: Yeah, I, see, I see you giving me the evil eye, Paula. I I'm, see it.
2: I'm not leaving this bitch alone. All right,
1: fine. I'm just doing a normal, normal introduction. Okay. <clears throat> This next little girl came from Texas, and she blew us away. I'm I'm sorry. I I know. I love her, too. But as long as I have Paula, um, I just have to ask you, did you ever actually see Ryan and Simon, like, naked in one of the dressing rooms? Like, any, like, man-on-man, barebacking, anything? Just what? what? I'm I'm sorry.
2: You see, this is why you're always on the D-list. You're right.
3: That was a little surprising. So is she married to Steve Wozniak, Kathy Griffin,
4: Griffith? No, they broke up.
3: Okay, they didn't get married. No. All right, because I, it seems like I'd hallucinated maybe some sort of a news broadcast where we said that they were married. I mean, maybe we did say that. It doesn't actually make it, make it true, I suppose. All right.
4: A Lakewood, California man has been arrested on suspicion of assaulting a security guard who tried to stop him from getting into Ryan Seacrest's car. Seacrest was signing autographs after leaving Children's Hospital of Orange County. One of those to get a signature was Chidi Azuma. As Seacrest got into his car, Mr. Azuma allegedly tried to enter the vehicle but was stopped by Ryan Seacrest's security guards. Seacrest took off as a scuffle broke out between the suspect and his guards, leaving them to be injured. He pulled away as the thing started. He wasn't involved. He didn't see anything since he was long gone. The suspect who tried to get into his car (laughs) choked one of the guards who became unconscious. Ryan Seacrest didn't let know because he was long gone. Letting his security die in a pool of blood in a parking lot. I
3: love the idea that Ryan Seacrest is looking in his rearview mirror, watching his security (laughs) guard being stabbed in the face as he's (laughs) pedaling away. It's just deciding where he's going to get his nails buffed later on that day. Well done, Ryan Seacrest. Well, when you get to the top, you can always replace those security guards. I suppose that's uh, life at the life at the apex of the pyramid is such that one never has to worry about one uh, one's people. One, uh, one's people can always be replaced.
4: So uh, Dick Cheney is allegedly feeling better today, as better can be, after undergoing lower back surgery for lumbar spinal stenosis. He was able to finish a whole baby this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, the 68-year-old vice president served under George W. Bush like we don't know that already. He has a history of health problems, including several heart attacks. He does not wish to see receive get-well wishes because they don't make him feel any better. <laughs> they just make him angrier. Just let's do uh, one more here, then we'll uh, take a break. I have two killer stories. I'll save them for later. But, I
3: mean, with Ryan Seeker's security guard... So his security guard is there and is, so the security
4: guard functions as some sort of a diversionary tactic/flak jacket. You're you're laying down your life for Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> you
3: must be willing to take a bullet for Ryan Seacrest.
4: Which he did. He was choked unconscious.
3: All right. Does Ryan Seacrest kind of look like Bob Crane to you? Not as depicted by Craig Kilborn, but the actual the actual Bob Crane? I don't know. What did I say? Craig Kilborn? That's not the guy that did I'm thinking of uh somebody. I'm trying to
5: think of who Bob Crane
3: Greg Kinnear is who I'm thinking of. Bob Crane was the guy from Hogan's Heroes and whose son
4: peddles sex videos of him on the internets. All right. He also had a show on KOTK. Well, everyone in the world was issued one at one time. Bob Crane had a show on No, KOTK. Scotty Crane.
3: Oh, okay, it was like a personal fitness show with Bob Crane. Oh. remember, Scotty,
4: Cr- Scotty Crane had a weekend show with some
3: other guy. So let's just back up here a second. Bob Crane was on Hogan's Heroes, made tawdry sex videos. Yes, then was beaten on to film. Death.
4: It was so old.
3: Yeah, it's. I mean, it was like it. Like they looked like kineoscopes mm-hmm. almost, where you couldn't even really see it. It was just sort of like a vague with fuzzy. hairs
4: running through the film. <laughs> Just,
3: just like a vague a vague sort of ill-defined thrusting motion happening somewhere in the center of the screen. Then years later, his kid, Scotty Crane, had a show on weekends. It was like a Saturday night show on KOTK, which is where we all used to work. And then he supplemented his income by selling his dad's porn videos, like yeah. porn videos of his father online.
5: It's like, pretty cute. Bob Crane? Uh-huh.
3: Yeah, well, that's with his clothes on. That's when he... I mean, I guess it was easy. alluring to enough ladies. It's easy to be cute when the side of your skull isn't caved in, I suppose. He was
4: murdered? Yes,
3: yes he was. Beaten to death. By a so-called business partner. Allegedly. Oh, yeah. who was, was He was never convicted of that. And I don't think he was... He was not even tried. right? They didn't even have a, no. n- enough evidence. Have you seen the movie Autofocus? Mm-mm. It's, it's creepy. Autofocus with Greg Kinnear as Bob Crane. So oh, I could see that. It's Greg Kinnear, and then uh, what's it? Willem Dafoe. Who's a he's a freaky looking guy anyway. Willem Dafoe looks like a rat. There's just no getting around that. He looks like a rodent, and so it's Willem Dafoe and Greg Kinnear, and then there's like this weird, uh, like sort of it's like strangely repressed homoerotic tension underneath the surface, and it ends with Willem Dafoe presumably beating him to death with a tripod. And it's all very mm. unpleasant. Anyway, and then you fast forward to like two thousand uh, you know, two or whatever and Scotty Crane is like, Hey, I do a weekend show and I sell videos of my dad effing, who wants to buy some That's Is there crazy. any demand for that though? I don't know. I'm just imagining like, did he have to sit and screen all of those himself? I mean, it was just picturing him in the like in the living room with a big, huge stack of videotapes so just going through. His
5: dad He found his like sec- old sex tapes.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, it was not really a, a secret. It was, sort of, it was sort of publicly known. I mean, it was, it was kind of an one of those things was an open secret, as they say. It was whispered about
4: that Bob Crane had this weird fetish for filming yeah. himself in the altogether with a series of lovely ladies. And, and was the only uh, member of Hogan's Heroes to have these. Not like Colonel Clink had his own series. No, no, he did not. <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to skip all the jokes that are coming to mind.
3: Straight ahead, we have more from Tim Riley coming up at... Uh, I not even know what I was going to say. there's said a brain lock. Coming up at 7 o'clock, Aaron Duran from geekinthecity.com. We'll also talk about the Grindhouse Film Festival and Dax Holt from TMZ. Stay right there. It is Friday morning. Don't go anywhere.
1: This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO.
4: Share your thoughts with millions. They're scowling, goose-dipping commies. That's what freaks me out about them. The sour pusses. Call 503-228-4101. The Rick Emerson
7: Show
3: returns. It's a whole morning full of people saying things that they probably wouldn't say if they've been given a second to reflect upon it. Not that I'm offended, <laughs> you understand. I just So I was looking at the, uh, where did I put it? I was looking at the Facebook page. But this London guy, the guy from Daisy of Love, first of all, he looks—he looks like a lot of those guys that you will see on reality shows, specifically music-oriented reality shows. And I know that Daisy of Love is not that, but he's in a band, right? That's the thing. He sings for some—sings for some group. He's
5: some sort of musician.
3: What's the band called? The Party Death. Anyway, so I. Uh, I'm looking at this photo here. It does it does look as though he could be standing comfortably next to like Lucas Rossi uh, somewhere. That's that's my only point. Is he he's kind of out of that sort of television th- the television uh the television, television presented rock star? rock star. That's kind of the thing, you know, the the rise has been filtered through the uh, the primetime TV broadcast uh sort of lens. Anyway, so I was reading this Facebook entry here. And he describes himself in a whole lot of ways, including... Here's the thing you can't do. You can't give yourself a nickname, and you can't describe yourself as deep. He says in his About Me section on Facebook, I'm passionate and deep. What did you say? I should read it like Bill from True Blood. Yes, you have to. I am passionate and deep and reckless and superficial and crazy, and I am sometimes sane and stable.
5: He didn't write that.
3: He did. He followed it up by saying... I love naked skin on skin and sweat and the heat of the room when we are done. Yeah.
5: Are you kidding me?
3: No, and you know what's even what's even worse is he follows he follows that up. The third statement he makes is something that is it was just a little surprisingly explicit. It, it, was, it was something that was written um, a little bit. a little bit of blue language here that I wasn't quite expecting, and Sarah Sarah immediately responded with. Is it about a schlong? <laughs> and I said, no, it's really not. It is about, uh, it's about, um, um, he expresses. Uh,
5: he likes big boobs.
3: No, <laughs> no. He, um, he said, it's because he's a giver, Sarah. He's generous. Oh. He, he,
5: apparently he. He likes to, um, like, sometimes, like, take the ladies out to dinner. See, I wasn't
3: even going to say, well, maybe. He just says that he enjoys, um, uh, uh uh, bringing bringing the woman to satisfaction before himself, which I suppose is a nice charitable thing to do. That's a it's a, it's a pleasant attitude.
5: That's not necessary for a Facebook. I don't page. really know that you need to put that in
3: Facebook profile. We should all change our Facebook profiles today, much them to make them much more sexually I need explicit.
5: To, yeah, after you don't know that I need to see how that's worded.
3: Clearly, that's the key to marketing. Just, just put a whole lot of things about the, your sexual proclivities in your Facebook page. Anyway, so um, all right, well, so we'll uh, we'll have him in the studio later on today. Hmm. Plus, Katie Harrett, who is the fourth contestant in our Survive It and Drive It contest. Uh, Dax Holt from TMZ. Aaron Duran with The Weekend Geek and uh, so forth. Let's pay a visit to the news desk with your personal savior, Tim Riley.
4: In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning from the KUFO News Center in downtown Portland. It's going to be nice and sunny today. Highs in the low 80s, but it's going to be rainy tomorrow. 5.31 now. Well, here's something else to irritate you in case uh, you have the misfortune of having to come downtown today. They're going to be making random park spaces in parking spaces today. Mini parks taking over parking spaces. They're going to put down... Uh, what do you mean like, they're going to be park spaces in parking spaces? They're celebrating open, opening spaces by creating mini parks. In other words, they're going to put down some AstroTurf and put down some plants. Oh, not like mini parking. I thought you meant they were going to be making uh, the, the
3: car parking spaces into like motorcycle or bicycle parking spaces. No, no,
4: parks. A- as in spending the day at a park. In a parking space? Yeah. When you say a parking space,
3: do you mean do you mean one of those angled spaces on the street or like one of those like a lot? No,
4: parking spaces. Why? Your first choices. It's uh, to show people that they should uh, be embracing green spaces. Some of these green spaces will be. Cl- I'll tell you where they're going to be. But now, once I tell you where they're going to be, it doesn't mean that there's not going to be guerrilla activity. People spontaneously blocking parking spaces downtown today. Are you Putting kidding down green me? carpeting and putting down chairs. Are you effing with me? I never eff with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we just turned into a David Mamet show. So, you think I'm effing with you? I am not effing with you. So I will warn you, there's going to be one near the Hotel Monaco, which is on southwest Washington. Bridgeport Brew Pub on oh, uh, northwest Marshall. Portland Park and Rec on 5th Avenue close to us. Greenworks, northwest 2nd Street. And uh, also some in Lake Oswego. So what, so who exactly is going to be Do-gooders, doing this? Well, environmentalists. But, but I mean, is artists. It, recreationalists. Transforming dozens of parking spaces from lifeless asphalt plots into carpets of green complete with benches, trees, and flowers.
3: I don't think that anything that is uh, covered in AstroTurf can really be considered a carpet of green, really, <laughs> except in the most broad of definitions. But, I mean, is this a thing that's sanctioned by the city, or is this... I suppose there's nothing they can do about see, it. Why
4: don't you let hippies loose in this town? There's no stopping them. it's true, but they're like roaches. But they're not, not sanctioned by anyone. They just happen to be here. Kind to stop
3: them. Like a particularly resistant strain of a super virus that you can't quite quash, no matter how hard you try. In other words, is this a thing that the city is doing to try to encourage people to drive less and to embrace environmental responsibility? Or yes. is it a thing that like some PETA Earth First group of idiots has just announced that they're going to do, and the city are such pussies that they won't stop it?
4: Yes. This is a group called Interwine. Or intertwine. It is a coalition of government, environment, and land use organizations. So the government is actually going to be blocking parking spaces downtown with AstroTurf. Yeah. Which, of course... And park benches. And lights. I have a picture here. All right. I guess this is from last year. I mean, I don't really need... They're blocking train tracks. I probably don't need to explicate why this is a bad idea, but here's just
3: one thing that comes to mind. It makes it more livable. If no one is aware that this is going to, like, if they had announced this a month in advance, then that would be one thing. But if nobody is aware that this is going on, it yes. means that no one is going to leave their car at home and take the bus because you won't realize the need to do so until you get downtown and can't park, which means...
4: You could can, can run over the, these uh, lovers on park benches that are blocking railroad tracks. God forbid. But it just means that everybody who would normally be
3: parking there is going to be circling endlessly and oh. driving farther out of their way to try to find a parking space, thus increasing their carbon footprint or some. Such.
4: What people don't realize is, is that the vast majority a, of people they, 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 do and will continue to drive automobiles all the time.
3: And the other thing people don't realize is that they're going to get a big ass beating if they decide to block the wrong guy's parking space. Not that I'm advocating that. I'm just saying, I mean, it's a hot day or it's crowded or it's rush hour. Some guy's got to get somewhere and he can't mm-hmm. park us. There's some stinking hippie blocking the space where his car would normally be. You screw, I don't think people realize exactly how many other people on this planet are walking around like about five minutes away from a complete and total emotional implosion. And, you know, who've either just been divorced, just been fired, uh, just gone to the doctor and been diagnosed with something terminal and are probably carrying a heavy object with them and are just looking for someone to be the recipient of their unhappiness. So, I, you know. It's going on all day today, so
4: prepare to be irritated. <sighs> I'm irritated already. I don't even have to park downtown and it irritates me. All right, I'm going to move past it. But uh, I, I am lucky because the exit ramp to go home is a block away. So I don't have to spend too much time here. I suppose it's easier if you're on a motorbike. I suppose. Oh, yeah. You get to be... Uh, now, can you park that thing anywhere?
3: Or could, do you have to find uh, a I motorcycle have. parking space?
5: No, I mean... Can you park in a car
3: space? Mm-hmm. Really? You can take up a whole... Because a car obviously can't park in a you know motorcycle space because they've got those words. They'll take a space for a car and they'll either break it up into five like motorcycle spots, or they'll make part of it for the motorcycle and they'll put yellow lines over the rest, sort of blocking out the rest of it. But if you were to find a full-size parking space on the street, you can park there. Yeah. That's pretty fantastic. Yeah, and
5: I did, and also, like, um, like if there are cars that are parked on the side of the road, but there's, like, you know, only this much room. Can you park between them? Uh
3: Uh-huh. Really?
5: Yeah, you just back in
3: that's uh, see that is right there i I would never th- be able to ride one of those things because I'm just too much of a am too much of a chicken I mean it just terrifies are you freaked out when you when you ride it
5: the scariest thing this morning um so I wrote it yesterday like I started out as like a small you know like, just going around my block and then eventually like broadened out and then eventually ended up riding all the way like to Woodstock and all right. the way like up to Mount Tabor and stuff uh, I wrote I wrote into work this morning going over the Hawthorne bridge that grating it's it was dry outside not wet at all I was going about 10 miles an hour over the grating, and I was still sliding. Oh, there's it no way. Is I, then
4: that would be the place to lay down some fake green grass. Exactly. That would I believe so. I or just to
3: to make the or bridge out fire. of something that's not unbelievably no, slick. How so about we do many that?
5: Scooters and motorcycles in town like that, that was terrifying. I was sitting there like, shaking as I'm going across this thing as I'm kind of sliding this way and that, and it's not even wet outside.
3: Greg and I were talking about that this morning, mm-hmm. that I just, I've taken my car over the Hawthorne Bridge occasionally, and it, it, to be fair, in a car, it's usually when it's wet outside, but where you feel the car kind of fishtail, or you'll, or I'll do this to be, because that's where I'll take that on-ramp where the guy in the, uh, you know, the, the Mickey Mouse guy with the, uh, the tux is always yeah. playing it, playing the horn, I'll go up there and there's that thing where, um, I I don't even know what that on ramp is called, but it's, I think it's Madison or something that then goes on to the Hawthorne Bridge, then it becomes Hawthorne. Yes. And you're obliged to speed up pretty quickly if you're merging because you only get a momentary break in the traffic. So I have done that and I've gotten out of the bridge and then I will immediately feel my tires lose traction and start to spin. Oh. and you know, and it just freaks you out a little bit. And that's just when there's a little bit of rain. God help you if there's ice or something. So yeah, there's there's no way that I would ever take I mean no. in some alternate reality where I rode a motorbike or a motorcycle or something, I would still never take it over the Hawthorne Bridge. It's just too freaky for me. No,
5: it was it was very, very scary. Well how
3: that. are you gonna get it? What bridge are you gonna take? You'd have to take almost the, you'd almost have to go to the Ross Island Bridge or something.
5: I know. I'm Which not is sure.
3: not that far away from. Yeah,
5: I mean, any to excuse to go a little longer is fine. Yeah. <laughs>
3: All right. Can
4: you ride that bike on the highway?
5: No.
3: You can't. Well, it's only got a top speed of what, like 50 miles an hour yeah, or something. 50. Which is just as well. I
5: I don't need to be going any faster than that. Oh man! I when no, I see true. motorcycles, I live in fear.
3: <laughs> I am terrified for them. Uh, you know, the, because then you do you ever do? We, and we're way over time. We have to take a break here. But do you ever do that thing where when you are seeing a motorcycle in front of you? You are constantly in your mind, calculating over and over again compulsively what would happen if he were to go down right there and would you have braking distance? I do that all the time. Like, I will pick a fixed object in the road, like one of the white uh, lines, and then as it approaches me, I will think, okay, now what if that was a cyclist? Would I have time to stop? just to sort of see what my following distance is like. Yeah, think about that that Uh, another year when you're driving home. That's what I do. Straight ahead, we have more news from Tim Riley coming up next hour. Video Rodeo, 7 o'clock. Aaron Duran will be here with the Week in Geek coming up at 8 o'clock. Dax Holt from TMZ. And uh, in the final hour of the show, we'll talk to the final contestant for KUFO Survive It and Drive It. Stay there. We're live from Portland.
7: The Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101. KUFO. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock
8: 101
3: KUFO. It's the Rick Emerson radio program. Thank you so much. It is Rock 101 KUFO. It's 503 228 4101. 503 228 4101. Sarah pointed out I forgot to read the most exciting part of what's his name, London's Facebook page.
5: Especially since you're reading it in Billsworth.
3: I'm a va- I'm a vampire. I am vampire. I can't sleep at night. I'm fired up. I'm on the edge.
5: Sounds like you're doing like <laughs> mentally challenged beat poetry.
3: My Facebook My Facebook description sounds as though it were written by John Bon Jovi. Uh, he says, I am passionate and deep and reckless. I want to be alive every second until I die. As opposed to everybody else. I like the first voice better. It's <laughs> kind of like trick-stop haiku.
5: <laughs>
3: I think the being alive... Yeah, I can,
5: play my, can I play the haiku music and then you can do it again? Uh,
3: but that would require reading more of this, and I just don't think I can bring myself to do it. I Thank you. I tend to lose... Uh, no, we have to stop. <laughs> I think the being alive every second until you die part typically takes care of itself. I, I don't really know that that's a thing you actively have to pursue, but what do I know? Anyway, so we'll be... Uh, inexplicably interviewing him in the 8 o'clock hour, along with uh, Dax Holt from TMZ, 7 o'clock Aaron Duran with Week in Geek, and uh, Video Rodeo coming up next hour. Ball Talk coming up uh, at the top of the hour. This is Tim Riley at the news desk.
7: In the news with Tim Riley.
4: Good morning from the KUFO News Center in downtown Portland. 548 now. It's going to be a nice sunny day today. Highs in the low 80s. But tomorrow, it's going to rain. Hey, this sounds great for the students who go here. Uh, the Portland Beauty School is the subject of an investigation being conducted by the state. Officials say the school is accused of letting students cheat on state and federal tests and purchase credit hours without even taking a course. The investigation by the state comes from a tip from a credible source, which uh, reported fraudulent activity. The school will stay open, though, while the investigation is underway.
3: What sorts of things do they teach at a beauty school? I mean, everybody Eyebrows? Of- I mean, is that, but is that true? Everybody kind of... Is that where you learned... Is that where you get like a uh, like a hair cutting license or what do you call it? Like a, a, a stylist license? I believe so, yes. Mm-hmm. you there, learn it in the street. Is there... You better get it from me, kid. You're going to get it out there in the rough and tumble world of today.
5: Well, I used to get my hair done at a beauty school and they teach them like... Um, like makeup, massage, like facials, hair, like all kinds of that stuff.
3: Because I always make fun of that. Because you know, it's like when you hear about somebody, I'm going to cosmetology school, and you just think of some Luann Hill uh, type. But I guess you must actually have to go there to learn, because some of that stuff involves. I mean, it, it involves, sharp objects. And I was going to say, and, and science. On people's eyebrows. Well, and also, like you're having to put like chemical, you know, applications or whatever mm-hmm. on people, and especially if you get like a like a, a facial or something done, like they're having to put that. I don't know if they have to wrap you in some sort of weird thing that burns off your
4: skin or whatever I the hell it is. I think seaweed. Something. Here's Tim Riley. Uh, burglary in progress was stopped by a Greshamite. The neighbor told police he saw the suspect try to break into a home at Southwest 14th Street and attempted to stop the man before he ran away. The burglar is described as an ordinary white man in his mental late teens, about five foot eight, wearing 180 pounds. Patrick Swayze's memorial will be held in the Dirty Dancing Town. This is the North Carolina town of Lake Lore, where Patrick Swayze once twirled Jennifer Gray around the dance floor. The town served as a setting for Dirty Dancing, and the town is planning a memorial to celebrate Patrick Swayze. It's going to be tomorrow at 7 o'clock at Firefly Cove, recognizable to fans of the movie as Camp Chimney.
3: Here's my prediction, by the way. Jennifer Gray will speak at the memorial, and we will all wonder if she's going to reference her nose in some way, and then she won't, and we'll feel strangely unsatisfied because of it.
5: Why would she talk about her nose because,
1: at the
3: funeral? Uh, no, but she won't. That's my thing. She won't. But Somebody the, from the Krabble scream, talk about the nose. <laughs> Every Who are you? I don't recognize you at all. The, uh, because every time you see her uh, on television now, it, just to talk about the nose. When is the last time you saw Jennifer Gray in an interview and she didn't reference her nose in some way? Because she knows she has to. She, she knows. She, she realizes that she must do it because people don't recognize her otherwise. Everybody kind of goes, you look vaguely familiar here and here, not so much here. And then she has to talk about the plastic surgery and the blah, 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 blah. So now it's become this sort of thing that is expected. And if she does it, uh you know it, it would you know it would scratch the itch but Even if she doesn't know's
5: job i'm really sad my friend is dead
3: we're going to feel unfulfilled
5: but if she doesn't who, mention who are you just,
3: i don't I'm know i'm it. just these are the things i think about here's tim Riley.
4: the Hofter university freshman who claimed five men gang raped her in a dorm room is now banned from campus and suspended from the school 18 year old student had initially told police she was lured into a bathroom early sunday morning tied up and then raped but a cell phone picture revealed otherwise. Apparently, she was looking for it. What, what kind of cell phone picture
3: was she holding a sign that said, look, looking to get it on with, with the
4: hockey team? I, I guess the, the policeman found the video in a cell phone and said, look at this. Do you still say that you were forced to do this? And uh, she said no. Is a, was it a video or was it a, uh, was it, a it is still? a cell phone video. Oh, okay. I was what, I was it like, is now consensual sexual
3: behavior. So she had consensual sex with five guys. I'm not passing judgment. You understand? At the uh, same time? The well, presumably not all at the same time. Well, wait. Wait. You no, you could do that. that. I mean, that's you know, that's feasible. Maybe yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe even six. Maybe. Wait. One. Really?
5: If you get creative.
3: No, no, no. I'm thinking. Wait. One, two, three, four, five. Oh no, I can I can no. see the six. So I wonder that's if you and I are right, thinking of the same sixth one. Ah, uh, get out of my head. Oh, Sarah and I just looked at each other and I felt Don't dirty. No, I just felt awful. Okay, it's terrible. It's like Well, she could be expelled. She could
4: be expelled. All right, I'm sorry, what? She could be expelled
3: because of this. For being okay.
5: a slut?
3: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we find you guilty of being a whore. I think it's for the claiming that she was raped thing. Yeah. That'll, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, you can understand why well,
4: people don't like harsh accusations.
3: And you can maybe imagine why the initial response is to believe her, because you don't like to think that, you know, some chicks is going to make up the story. And also some d- girl, you know, getting banged out by five guys at once is maybe not the sort of thing that happens as often as one might like. Uh, but, you know,
5: what kind of idiots? Five guys, how could five guys agree to all hump the same girl at the same time? By oh, you'd be! Guys. Oh,
3: you'd be surprised! I think. I, uh,
5: Do we have a picture of what she looks like? Is she cute?
3: I want to know what. No kind pictures of, yet. Well, well, apparently, but it's on a cell phone. Buddy. like, what kind of idiot skank fil- films herself saying, "So I'd like for you all to have sex with me at once," and then just leaves it there, knowing, you know, she must have already thought of that. I wonder if she did it, and then if she was drunk or something, or just, or just it was a. Uh,
5: do we have her name at all?
3: A moment of we trashy do weakness. Ugh. And then, well, they, they, why did we not have her She's name? She's 18. She's 18, and she accused a bunch of. Is this because she was because she was viewed as being the the victim of a sexual assault, which clearly they're not saying she was not.
4: I. They just haven't released the name.
3: Oh man, you know somewhere Tom Likas is having a, well, an at embolism. some point this
4: weekend. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, in any event, I wonder if she did it and then
3: later. It's just sort of like, wait a minute. I wonder what the odds are that one of these five guys is going to tell everyone on planet Earth that I humped them all at once. Maybe I should make up a cover story. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, Here's uh, Tim Riley.
4: So half of all uh, people in Britain are being injured on their coffee breaks. And they're being injured by the cookies that they're having with their coffee. An estimated 25 million Brits have been injured while eating during a tea or coffee break. And at least 500 landed themselves in the hospital. The custard cream biscuit was found to be the worst offender of innocent coffee drinkers.
3: This is the least masculine story I've ever heard <laughs> yeah, in my really? life.
4: Hidden dangers include flying fragments or being hurt while dunking in scalding tea. <laughs> One man ended up stuck in wet concrete after waiting in to pick up a stray biscuit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's no wonder we've had to come fight like six wars for them. Uh, 28% of Brits choked on crumbs while 1 in 10 had broken a tooth while eating a biscuit while coffee. More occasionally, 3% had poked themselves in the eye with a cookie. (laughs) (laughs) And 7% had been bitten by a pet or other animal trying to retrieve one that they dropped on the floor. How hard is it
3: to navigate a biscuit into your mouth? (laughs)
5: I and fragments, it. so if yeah, you really like, the cookie too hard, it goes like flying in all directions. <laughs> I
3: mean, does eating a cookie also double as a drunk test over there? It seems like you're having to get your hand to your mouth without maiming yourself. If you can't do that, you ought not be allowed near sensitive equipment of any kind.
4: Well, this research was commissioned by Rocky, a chocolate tea biscuit. It found almost a third of all adults have been splashed or scalded by hot drinks while trying to dunk or fish the remnants of a collapsed cookie.
3: I mean, I can <laughs> understand the business of breaking off a See, those are British teeth that we're talking about, yes. after all, just held together with starch and fat. So, I mean, I can I can sort of get that. The rest of that is really of, like, bushy in proportions. You know, that's uh, the idea that a snack food is going to fill you. All right, well, on that note, it's 503-228-4101. Coming up at the top of the hour, Greg Nibbler's Ball Talk. uh, Coming up at 6.40, Video Rodeo, 7 o'clock, The Week in Geek, with Aaron Duran and our good friend Siegfried. 8 o'clock, Dax Holt from TMZ, and uh, this guy London from Facebook, and also VH1. Stay there, it's the Rick Emerson Show, live from Portland. Don't go anywhere. This
7: is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101, KUFO. KUFO, Portland.
3: All right, I'm over it. Except to say this. My final observation about these jackasses who are going to be blocking parking spaces downtown. Reading the article further, it's not just AstroTurf they're going to be using to block these spaces. And this is today, by the way. This is Friday, September 18th, 2009. It's not just AstroTurf. They're actually going to be blocking some of these spaces using rolls of sod, which means that they've got to use, wait for it, vehicles to get the sod into the spaces, get the sod back out of the spaces, and then to clean up. So there you go. ...effectively doubling, if not quadrupling, the amount of carbon emissions and, you know, whatever. Could they carry in some full-size palm trees, too, just for the day? (laughs) I'd like a miniature pyramid, please, and several sand dunes. All right. Just because of that, I'm going to go home and I'm going to let my air conditioner run full speed... ...and I'm going to open all of my windows. I might actually just... I might start my car and then lock it and then just come back inside and just watch it run until it's nearly out of gas. I'm going to do everything I can today to increase my carbon footprint... My carbon footprint is going to, be, it's going to be huge by the end of the day. It's not even going to be a footprint so much as it's just going to be like an entire chalk outline. It's 503-228-4101. Tim Riley is tracking the following headlines on your Friday morning.
4: Well, Bill Cosby agrees with Jimmy Carter's opinion that the right wing doesn't like the president because he's black. Volkswagen invents a car that gets 240 miles to a gallon. And an Oregon Zoo chimp dies mysteriously and suddenly.
3: Okay, uh, just real quickly about all of those things, one, if it's the same Bill Cosby thing that I saw yesterday, if if it was for Anderson Cooper, as much as I love and respect and admire Bill Cosby and i and I really do smart guy, funny guy, groundbreaking iconic, all of that it we have now reached the point where he sounds, and you know what I mean when I say this, Bill Cosby sounds so much like Bill Cosby. That it's impossible to hear him talk about anything serious without snickering. Like you know? a parody of himself. Yeah. I think we need to address racism, and then you find yourself just chuckling, and then you feel bad because he's trying to make a serious point about American society, and yet you just keep waiting for him to go, dentist, or to make like you know to, to start selling you to start selling you a frozen treat of some kind. Um Also, the uh, the thing about the Volkswagen. Yes. It makes it gets 240 miles to the gallon. I was going to make an observation there that was going to then lead me to an observation about a guest we're going to have on Monday. I'm going to skip that chain of things right now, but at the end of Ball Talk with Greg Nibbler, I will, because it's an unfortunate juxtaposition, and you'll understand what I mean. In just a couple of minutes, I will reveal a guest we're going to have on Monday, and Please believe me when I say that there's nothing on earth that could prepare you to guess the guest that we're going to have on mother. You will never be able to discern his identity. You would ne- not even a hint. You could play. Uh, you could play 500 questions, and you would never guess the identity of the person we're going to be speaking with on Monday. <laughs> so this is a mystery guest for us. And uh, no, that's. I mean, we're going to reveal it. I'm just saying. It's not anything anybody would ever anticipate. It was, however, uh, it just now in my mind, uh, it triggered by your mention of Volkswagen. I'll put it that way. It's 503-228-4101. It is time, ladies and gentlemen, for Ball Talk with Greg... Uh, sorry, that's uh, one more time. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for Ball Talk with Greg Nibbler.
9: All right, Ball Talk time. So we're going to find out who is going to be crying this weekend here in just a minute. Uh, in NBA news, the Blazers have signed power forward Jawan Howard. Yes, Jawan Howard. Apparently he is still in the NBA. He's a 15-year veteran, 36 years old. I had I thought he stopped playing 10 years ago. Uh, but he is going to be backing up. He's going to be a veteran to help uh, provide some leadership for the team. So as long as he doesn't take too much
3: playing time away from the younger players, uh, I guess that's not too bad. Is he one of those guys like uh, like Don Knotts or Abe Vigoda where you have to go check to see if they're alive? Yeah, the really? sports equivalent of
9: that? Oh, yeah, really? I figured this guy was owned a car dealership in Missouri. Missouri. (laughs) Missouri somewhere or something by this point. But no, yeah, he's still in the NBA, apparently. So uh, in the NFL, it is a big weekend. Uh, There's a lot of good games going on. There's the Steelers at the Bears, Giants and Cowboys, Saints and Eagles. But probably the most entertaining game is going to be the Jets versus the Patriots. The Jets have been talking a lot about this game. Uh, Kerry Rhodes, a defensive back for the Jets, made a big public statement saying that they're not just going out there to try to win they're going to try to embarrass them try to make them feel bad when they leave here and uh, i appreciate that kind of trash talking that's a bold statement even though i still think they're going to lose and even the coach of the jets sent out a 70 second pre-recorded message to all of the season ticket holders asking them uh for their help and this is a clip of part of that message
7: hey this is Rex trying the head coach of the new york jets you know I've already admitted that you know hey the Patriots have a better head coach and they got a better quarterback than us, but we're going to see who's got a better team. We want it to be uh, miserable for our for Brady and company and and seem like there's 13 or fourteen guys out there on defense. <laughs>
3: I'd like them to take their own lives at the end of the evening.
5: Seriously, like I would feel bad if I'm the quarterback on his team. He's just like we know you have a better quarterback. Well, exactly, than our piece
3: of we crap. suck, yeah. but we have heart.
9: They're way better than us. They're better looking, you know. They're more likable. But come on, guys, we
3: have no demonstrable skills or abilities as such. That notwithstanding, make us feel better. Yeah. So that's. Uh, I think that's going to be a pretty good game to watch. Uh, in
9: uh, college football, it's the Oregon State's taking on number 17 Cincinnati and UFO taking on number 18 Utah. Big test for both teams. If they can win, they'll most likely be ranked next week, uh, but I would definitely avoid I-5 on Saturday south of Portland, if at all possible. Both games are at home for those two teams. And uh, this weekend, Ohio State, which I must talk about, of course, unfortunately I think is going to win. They're playing uh, University of Toledo, which, pretty, which is pretty much akin to playing like Franklin High School. So they will... Uh, <laughs> They will probably win, even though it will probably be close. And then, of course, after they win, they'll be ranked number three in the country automatically. They're playing the Toledo buys. Yeah, it's pretty much what it is. And uh, so who's going to be crying this weekend? Well, last weekend, I got two out of three right. And here are my predictions this weekend for who's going to be crying on national television. North Carolina fans, they're going to realize that they aren't any good at football, and uh, they will be crying. Nebraska fans, I was wrong about them last week, but I'm sure they're going to lose this week. And now they're going to be—it's going to be even extra sweet because— because they won last week, now they're going to be even more disappointed. The
3: small taste
9: of victory will make the
3: coming despair even worse. <laughs> it is. Oh, it will. Why do I get the feeling if I were to go to your house, I'd see a bunch of crying porn on a shelf somewhere. Crying porn? Oh. Yeah, there is such a thing, isn't there? Wow. <laughs>
9: I, don't know. I don't know if I'd be...
5: Don't pretend like you don't know.
9: (laughs) I've never heard of such a thing. Crying porn. And then uh, finally, I'm going to say that uh, Mississippi, that's my bold prediction, I think Mississippi was going to lose this weekend as well. So that is this edition
3: of Ball Talk. Awesome. It's 503-228-4101, 503-228. 4-1-0-1. Coming up at uh, 640, we have today's installment of Video Rodeo. 620, we have more news from Tim Riley. So that is straight ahead. 7 o'clock, Aaron Duran with The Week in Geek. 8 o'clock, Dax Holt. And uh, at 820, we'll talk to uh, Katie Harrod She is the fourth contestant. Uh, she's the fourth of four that we're going to be talking to for KUFO Survive It and Drive It Contest, which kicks off Monday morning at 7 a.m. Uh, somebody was uh, texting here. They were guessing as to who our um, special guest is going to be on Monday I swear to God, I'm not making this up. Monday at 640, we're going to talk to a guy who owns Hitler's toilet. I swear to you, that's exact. I mean, that's it. I mean, there's, and there's really no finer point to be made there. His claim Nothing to fame, to if you can call it that, is that he is in possession of Hitler's toilet, which I guess he didn't even really think was all that notable until somebody found out and then his, the information, his phone number got got out or whatever and we heard about it and we called him. And did you say that he suddenly goes, how did you even get my number? I didn't think anybody knew about Hitler's toilet being in my position. Yeah, that's pretty
9: much it. He's like, why are all these radio stations calling me? I mean, I just want to know where you guys are finding out about this. And I explained to him, he's like, oh, all right. Yeah, yeah apparently, yeah, everybody's been coming to him now. I don't know how this got out or and what. And he runs like an auto
3: parts, like a wrecking yard or yeah, something, it's like right?
9: Yeah, it's a junkyard in New Jersey.
3: So you mix New Jersey and Hitler and toilet together, and that is a go-to guest for us. So coming Monday, the guy who owns Hitler's toilet. Sort of like they saved Hitler's brain, but Hitler's uh, Toilet
5: sounds like a band name.
3: More ceramic. It really (laughs) really does. Straight ahead, more from Tim Riley at the news desk. This is the Rick Emerson radio program, live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon.
7: The Rick Emerson Show returns. This is Rock 101 KUFO.
3: It is a Rick Emerson Show, live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon, on Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for uh, joining us. By the way, during the break, we were looking at a little uh,
4: video interview with the guy who owns Hitler's Toilet. I posted it on my website. Go to ratherland.com and see Hitler's Toilet.
3: That's like when I was at Coney Island and they uh, I paid a quarter to see a, uh, to see a creature with uh, four uh, legs and two heads. Turned out to be a gerbil. Anyway, it's 503. cuz you can't see what it is. It's behind a curtain. And the guy you know at the pay before you can see it. And the guy says, "It is an actual living creature with four legs and two heads and four eyes." And he well, you know actually that Four legs
5: isn't weird, right?
3: No, but I mean, it's the four heads, you know, four legs and two heads.
5: Okay. Yeah, two heads the two heads. It's the two heads
3: part that really because if he'd said, in other words, if he'd said it has eight legs and two heads, I go, "Well, it's it's like two cows standing next to each other." Four legs, two heads—altogether weird. And he literally said at one point, "He said, Step right up, ladies and gentlemen.'" And that's what really what got me. Is he had everything but like a cane and a top hat. And so I paid. It was a like half off. I think it was like it, I think it was like it was like a dollar for both of us. And he went. Whoosh, and he pulled back this red velvet curtain with a flourish, and it was a tiny aquarium with a two-headed gerbil inside. By the way, the two-headed gerbil, I think, had been alive, had died, was stuffed. But I could see that it was it was a real gerbil. I took fo- I took footage of it. I'll I'll put it on my uh, website at some point. Anyway, so uh, on Monday uh, we will have the Hitler's toilet guy who claims I think that he's been t- I mean he's been trying to sell the thing. So I'm telling you right now, if he'll sell it. We're getting ahead of ourselves here, but if he'll sell it, I mean, I'm not paying for labor, but I'll replace that toilet. I'll buy him a new toilet if he'll sell me
4: Hitler's toilet. I was thinking of what we could do with it, too, because the city wants to put these uh, expensive porta-potties. For the homeless. Right. We could put it in the Pearl District and charge admission. (laughs) There you go. It would be the best thing to happen in the Pearl District ever. (laughs) Hitler's toilet. (laughs) It's a little bit of Hitler in the Pearl. It's, uh, 503. 503- I
3: think it's a great idea. 2284101 coming up at, uh, 640. We'll talk about the, well, we'll at least start on this list of the 12 most annoying types of Facebookers. And we'll see how many of these traits I myself manifest. We'll also have video rodeo with, uh, listener Kenny coming up at seven o'clock. The Weekend Geek with Aaron Duran and our good friend Siegfried. At the news desk, this is Tim Riley. <laughs>
4: In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning from the KUFO News Center, downtown Portland, 627 now. Yes, it's going to be a sunny day today with highs in the low 80s, but it's going to rain tomorrow. From Vancouver comes word of more than a thousand Vancouverites attending a candlelight vigil to honor Gordon Patterson. He's the Hudson Bay High School teacher killed on his bike by that hit and run driver. The alleged driver, Antonio Celestine is being held on $100,000 bail. And by the way, his license had been suspended before this happened. PSU's faculty union has agreed to pay cuts and leave days to help save the school some money. They'll vote on the agreement October 5th. How could this happen since they have record enrollment over there?
3: I don't know. Well, I wonder if it's because they're cutting. Let me ask you this. If you go to PSU right now, I hear a lot of people are going back to school. yes. If, you, if going to PSU is that are they giving breaks to to get people who enroll in college now? In other words, you know, you can always get aid and loans and whatever, but I mean everybody
4: yeah, can get those b- But are they
3: doing that more because of the uh, the recession? Are well, they I making friends, it easier to go to college?
5: I have friends who are going back to college because yeah, they can get loans.
4: So I wonder if maybe that's why. Loans are easy. And the government which nobody is talking about, nobody's screaming socialism about this. The government has actually taken over the private lenders. So you're borrowing money from the government now. As opposed to say a few months ago, borrowing from a private lender.
3: let me understand this, Tim. The government is helping to fund education
4: yes God,
3: i won 't have it not in my America, oh by the way, just f y i yes, just in case uh, I come in on monday and i 'm in a uh, and i 'm in some sort of a foul mood, Sunday because I have to do this every other week my my wife because she is a because she is a good daughter she calls her parents every week and they have a long discussion which she doesn't enjoy and which no one wants to take part in the parents don't like it she doesn't like it but they do it because it's a dutiful sort of you know ritual that one conducts when one is uh, you know in a when 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 one is a member of a functional family and religious and all that so so she calls her parents every sunday i though only have to talk to her parents every other sunday this coming Sunday is that Sunday, and apparently her mom is just itching to talk to me about Obamacare. She's got a lot of th- Her mom thinks that I am, um, she thinks that I've been misled uh, by the mainstream media about many aspects of Obama's socialism. So I'm going to get a whole uh, earful of that on Sunday night. So if I come in Monday morning and I seem ever so slightly peeved, and the first time that she, that she gets in my face about it, I'm just going to demand that she send her Medicare back to the government. That's going to be my one-line response. I'll just wait for you to put your Medicare back in an envelope and send it to the man oh, since you don't want well. it.
4: Jesus. All right. All right, Tim Riley. Megan Fox has a new motion picture coming out this weekend. It is called Living Like We're Dying. Apparently, it's some sort of horror picture. Uh, she is interviewed and <laughs> no. quizzed about her dining habits. <laughs> so Wrong. in this, you get to eat a lot of dudes, yeah. which I'm totally down for the cause. Yeah. Do you get to eat any of the girls in the movie?
0: Wait, what? I don't. <laughs> That's an interesting question, but no, I don't. I mean, you mean Literally.
5: Or you mean like? As the victim. No, I don't. I don't I'm so. Do There's too
3: much happening no. here.
5: Wait, is this from Jennifer's body? Is she talking about Jennifer's body?
3: It says here, living like we're dying. I think that's wrong. Also, what was she. Can you play that soundbite one more time? I'd be glad to play it constantly. I think that was one thing at the beginning it. and it became something else toward the
4: end. All right. This is Megan uh, so Fox. In this, you get to eat a lot of dudes, yeah. which
0: I'm totally down for the cause. Yeah. Do you get Sister. to eat any of the girls in the movie?
10: I don't. <laughs> that's an interesting question, but no, I don't. I mean, you mean
5: literally, or you mean like as the victim? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't do any of that. No. What does that mean? I don't mean? do any of that. She's no.
3: smart and sexy. Yeah, I think that that's the Jennifer's body thing. That's the thing with Adam Brody, uh, right? That uh... the.
5: the boys. All right.
3: So why why is it, it called? It throws li- the rest back. Living like we're dying. Are you sure you're not, Are you not reading from London's Facebook page? Are you? That's the... Uh... Let me go back and, and find it.
4: That's the that guy story. It's 503-228-4101. Here is Tim Riley. Uh, we have more from uh, Paula Abdul as well, Would you like to hear more from. It? This is that... Uh, more than anything. That diva program. This is uh, sound cut number two. Uh, Paula Abdul responds to more personal questions by Kathy Griffin. I'm sure we all want to hear this.
1: This diva was the first American Idol. Did you ever bang David Letterman? Because I, I feel like they have, like, a chemistry when yeah, I watch well, that show. have you ever
5: banged anyone? Sick burn. Hey, listen, fire crotch. Before? How drunk is she?
1: Mm-hmm. You got me. Mm-hmm. It's on fire. You're right. It's on fire. Give me your pinky. All right. Before we bring out our next diva, yeah. you got to promise and swear that you're not going
0: to
5: be ever again in any of your acts.
1: I promise, Paula, not to make fun of you until you leave the room. I need to hear that again. I want to hear how drunk she is again.
4: Do you can, want me to hear that again? Before, this is before we play this
3: again, yes. the thing with Paula Abdul, listen to how Paula Abdul is slowly morphing his voice number three. At any moment, she's going to be uh, joining a Warcraft guild and engaging in a siege against the Horde. She'll become a booby doctor. Seriously. And she is completely becoming the booby doctor. I
5: miss her
1: straight up days. Uh,
3: listen, to, uh, listen to Paula Abdul and tell me that it does not sound as though she is turning into some uh, online gamer
1: was the first american idol oh, did you ever bang david letterman being
3: stabbed you know in the ears
1: I, I feel like they have like a chemistry when yeah, i watch well, that show have you ever
5: banged anyone hey listen fire crotch before
1: mhm you got me mm-hmm. it's on fire you're right it's on fire give me your pinky all right before we bring out our next diva, yeah. you've got to promise and swear that you never make fun of me ever again. I'm
8: going to, to a
3: land party this weekend.
1: I promise, Paula, not to make fun of you until you leave the room.
3: I find your avatar to be strangely alluring. <laughs> Would you like to go into a secret chat with me in the realm of Gildor? Uh, was, uh, by the way, speaking of divas, so if you guys watching, I, pulled this, I made this note to myself the other day, and I, and I filed it away, and I, I it, it just was reminded of it by this. Are you guys watching that Drop Dead Diva show? Which one no. is that? It's the thing. It's like Ally McBeal, but it's like with the dead fat chick. I'm not when doing. Like a... she's
5: being punished because she was pretty when she was alive, and then she gets put in a fat girl's body. Exactly.
3: Everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm not describing it very that well. Just but looked it, ridiculous. But she's some hot girl. She dies, and then uh, because she was kind of a C when she was alive, uh, she gets sent back to earth as a fat girl. And so she is a lawyer, and so it is sort of this Ally McBeal meets like what was her name from uh, uh, the the practice Cameron Manheim. And I think she's just sort of fallen off the earth. I don't know where she went. But it was like somebody was watching an Allie Beale rerun and then switched over to a practice rerun. And they thought Callista Flockhart, Cameron Manheim, and then they morphed them both into the into the same show. So, but the deal of the, you can tell what they're doing with the show though. It is obviously one of those like girl power shows, which is sort of code for like fat power a lot of the time uh-huh. because they were showing the list of upcoming celebra- celebrities that are going to be on on the show. So. Name for me now, please, the fat female celebrities you think will probably be paying a visit to Drop Dead Diva. I made a list of the four they mentioned. These are, um, and and fat is maybe too harsh of a term, but certainly um, somewhat more substantial women. Women you think of as having uh, a a little more two of them uh, than the average female celebrity. Jennifer Hudson. No, see, Jennifer Hudson was the one that I expected, and she wasn't, because because I think she's doing that thing of, of... Between the photoshopping and the whatever, I think that when she saw that, I had this theory about Jennifer Hudson, when she saw that photoshopped version of herself that they put on the album cover, she then just decided to never leave the house until that somehow became reality. Because if you notice, you don't really see her a lot anymore. And it started with that uh, album cover where they shrunk her down to like a size, you know, four or something. Anybody got a guess? Kirstie Alley. Yes. Kirstie Alley? Yes. Anybody else? No. Queen Latifah. No. Delta Burke, though. Reaching way back. Rosie O'Donnell. Margaret Cho.
5: What about uh, Roseanne Barr?
3: No, but Paula Abdul is going to be on there. The only person they missed is Kelly Clarkson. I would expect Kelly Clarkson to be on the list, but who knows? Maybe they're saving that for next season. Anyway, right out of the gate they had. And the Delta Burke thing really surprised me. Because that's where you can tell that they're angling to widen, so to speak, that demographic. Because Delta Burke, I think, is a reference that's probably lost on anybody under the age of 30. I, think, I love Delta Burke. I You love Designing her. Designing
5: Women is so great. <laughs>
3: and many Lifetime movies, I would imagine.
5: Many, many, many Isn't
3: lifetime. she married to Gerald McRaney? The, the major dad, the Simon and Simon guy? Greg
5: saying yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, I
3: believe so. I find her kind of strangely hot. You know? Oh, she's
5: pretty. She has, like, cat eyes.
3: Yes. Cat
4: eyes.
6: We've got to break.
3: No, no, yeah. yeah. And I, we have to break, cause otherwise I'm going to say something inappropriate. We're going to, I'm going to say something about a coworker that I shouldn't, and so we, we, we have to break. Yes, time T- time right. to leave. Straight ahead, we have Video Rodeo. Uh, ladies and gentle folk, we'll also start talking about the 12 most annoying types of Facebookers. Coming up at 7 o'clock, Aaron Duran from Geek in the City, Dax Holt from TMZ at 8 o'clock, and our final Survive It and Drive It contestant. Stay there. It's the Rick Rick Show on Rock
1: 101.
3: <laughs> Broadcasting in color. Huh? Yeah, that's right. Who's rigged, now, Mr. Riggy Man? The Rick Emerson Show returns. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for joining us. It's Friday morning. It's 503 228 4101. You can also text if you like at 52051, or you can email it as rick at rickemerson.com, Sarah with an H at KUFO.com, Tim at KUFO.com, or uh, production assistant Extraordinaire Greg Nibbler can be reached at N-I-B-L-E-R. At KUFO.com. Uh, in just a moment, uh, listener Kenny will join us to take part in today's video rodeo. 7 o'clock, Aaron Duran will be here with the Week in Geek, along with our good friend Siegfried. We'll talk a bit about the uh, Grindhouse Film Festival, which is happening tomorrow. Dax Holt from TMZ at 8 o'clock, and uh, this guy at London. And so you were telling me, because I'm not going to pretend to be more plugged into this than I really am. Yeah. There was Rock of Love, which is Brad Michaels' thing. The girl who came in second on Rock of Love got her own show. Her name is Daisy, and the show is Daisy of Love. Because it's
5: like a Daisy chain. It was like, I think is it was like, really? <gasps> okay, is, so I was watched, Ryan Seacrest there? I watched the final episode yesterday, so the big scandal with London uh-huh. is that he actually chose to leave the show.
3: Well, so with Daisy... he of, said he
5: wasn't into her, but then they brought him back, and then he ended up winning it.
3: With Daisy of Love, I, I mean... Here's a dumb question. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but if, have you
5: seen what she looks like? She looks like the, um, like the Muppet with the blonde bangs and the big eyelashes.
3: Janice in the band. Yes. You mean on the you mean on the Muppet Show?
5: She looks exactly like yeah, Janice. The,
3: the uh, why show. do I know her name is Janice? <laughs> Hi. I live in a basement. Uh, the so but the deal with Bret Michaels is I mean look I know it's 2000 no no, no but still he's a rock star and he's a good looking guy and he's got money and he's you know he's Bret Michaels. What is I mean I'm sure she's a nice person. What is the appeal of Daisy? Like why did she get her own show?
5: She has big boobs and was like a drama queen.
3: As opposed, I mean, I mean, I'm assuming She's that's just, true for everybody else on the show. She got a lot of attention
5: on his show. They just it latched on her for yeah, some reason. Yeah, it was reason. down uh, like, like in uh, Flavor of Love. How, um, what's her name? New York. Yeah, she came in second. And
3: they, but and everybody then, sort of, but everyone on her. But her. her. But
5: the other girl. Well, there
3: like, seems to be a thing with a lot of reality shows. We've even, talked about that before even with American Idol. With the like, second place person like, is yep. that's where everybody sort of it grabs. Uh, so she gets her own show, and the deal is you would what you get to hook up with her. So it's like the Tequila Tequila thing, sort of.
5: Yeah, it's like it's like any like Bachelor Bachelorette kind of thing where she you know they all get wasted and they go out on dates and make out and cry you know
3: <laughs> that's Enjoy. that's we call that doing a nibbler um can you cry a little more for me wait and hold on your
5: daddy likes your sweet sweet tears i
3: need you to move into the light more i can't quite see the shiny reflection of the tears on your face <laughs> oh, that's crazy. all right thank you uh if, if, so anyway so this guy in london was on that show he left like on episode two or nine or twelve or something yeah, so and, then chose he to leave and then he
5: came back and like there's this reunion scene where all and all the guys are all mad and they they're like, you need to prove yourself. Was Why do we all talk like Bill whenever we're talking was,
3: When he came back, was it like when what's-his-name returned to 90210?
5: Yeah, well, no, all the guys were all mad. They're like, we've all proved ourselves. You have to take a shot at Tabasco to show how much you love her.
3: Really? And then,
5: and then he took a shot at Tabasco. And then him and Daisy ended up making out, and they had these really deep philosophical talks, and he ate a flower to prove his love for her.
3: Well, according to his Facebook profile, he is deep, Sarah. Is, so uh, And a vampire. And vampire. All right, it's five. Oh, speaking and we're of, we're not Facebook, making
5: that up. P.S. No,
3: it's there. You can go look it up yourself. Uh, you know, it's, it's right there. He describes himself as being deep. Speaking oh. of Facebook, we should at least we should take a moment and talk a little bit about this uh, this article you sent me last night. This is the twelve most annoying types of Facebookers. And you actually said, I think, in your follow up emails, sir, you said, don't read this. Because we should talk about it on the air tomorrow. And so it was just with the most Herculean of effort that I did not read the article. So I've now got it. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is from CNN.com. The 12 most annoying types of Facebookers. Number one. The let me tell you every detail of my day bore. Tim was just referring to that. Tim, did you read this piece? No. You just knew this off the top of your head. This is the person who puts things like, I'm waking up. I had Wheaties for breakfast. I'm bored at work. I'm stuck in traffic. The article continues. How fascinating. No moment is too mundane for some people to broadcast unsolicited to the world. Just because you have 432 Facebook friends doesn't mean we all want to know you're waiting for the bus. <laughs> and the thing is, we all know people who do this. And uh-huh. I know we're all thinking of the same person, we are by the way. The same person. Not, not entirely. I think I have. I think I have about a half dozen of those. Really, there's multiple people who broadcast every single moment of their uninteresting life. Yes. I think. I mean, not to pick on reality TV because it is. I mean, it's so easy to pick on reality shows because it's, you know, they're an easy target. But I think reality television. Has made everybody believe that they are secretly the star. They've always believed themselves, mm-hmm. you know, to, to be. That, to, you know, everybody. As it's Steven, such a
5: juvenile way of looking at things. Like when you're little, and you're just like the whole world actually revolves around me.
3: Right. It's like everybody is the star of their own movie, and that's fine. But typically, the movie is sort of a closed circuit thing. It just happens inside your head. Reality TV has has led people, I think, to believe that that movie is secretly fascinating to everyone, and therefore we all want to know. But Sarah, I know you and I are talking about the same oh, yeah. person who brought. And it's a woman. And I'll just say that. That'll leave it at that. And she broadcasts and every this, detail.
5: This person um, also puts like things like size and asterisks.
3: Like asterisks. Her, her movements. Yeah.
5: <laughs> it's like, oh, shakes head slowly. Oh, it just grosses me out. I don't know why either. It totally annoys me.
3: Because it because it's like it is the confluence of uninteresting vain. And juvenile. inflated
5: ego. Yeah. If, maniacal
3: I mean, if not childlike all at once. And I realize that I am like the blackest of pots mm-hmm. right here. I mean, in terms of calling the kid. But I mean...
5: No, we all... I mean, come on. We're in radio. We draw attention to ourselves all the time. It's fine. But...
3: I can also at least make the justification that somebody somewhere pays me to do this. Uh, as opposed to somebody who sits at home and... How shall I fill up the meaningless hours? I know. I, I was watching a, my socks. <laughs> I'm busy filing all my Coldplay CDs in chronological order. Someone would love me Weeps. And then Greg and then Greg types looks at the weeping girl. <laughs> uh, let's do one more here. Uh this is the uh, second most annoying type of Facebook poster. The self promoter. Okay, we're All uh, It says, we've all probably posted at least once about some achievement. Sure, maybe your friends really want to read the fascinating article you wrote about beet farming. But when almost every update is a link to your blog, or your poetry reading, or your 10K results, or your art show, you sound like a self-centered careerist.
5: I I can name that. I have have no problem naming mine on Facebook. All right, go ahead. Bo Breedlove. Every day. Every day, Bo Breedlove puts at least... Five or six updates uh, with his link to his blog.
3: Really, and is it? A, and does his blog contain something? I mean, I'm not trying to pick on him. I know he's an easy target, but does his, does his blog contain something that really warrants that kind of uh, promotion?
5: Yeah, well, so he's you know a, a young gay confused boy, and he's always talking about like his quests for love, and so. Right. But he writes these like. Is it really a quest
3: oh, for? Is it a quest for schlong? <laughs> I mean, is that really quest what for it is? Dong.
5: <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's he's like a sensitive. You know, little man. Uh-huh. And so he writes it. So he so he has this blog that he writes all of his conquests on. But he's just like, I really? Stay- oh, wait, here it is. Yesterday. One, two, three. Obreed oh, loves happy.
4: That's loves- three conquests in one day. Is that what you're saying? Well, I'd be happy, too.
5: No. Yeah, no, the, how many times he posted his uh, his website.
3: So he is, in your estimation, is his, when he says relentless self-promoter, he's promoting the brand of Bo Breedlove and probably also the fact that he's looking to get some probably at most hours of the day.
5: I believe so. Well, I mean,
3: look, if one can't use the internet for that, then I guess what is that technology there to for?
4: their own. Right.
3: All right, so we are uh, talking. people are
4: 80 years old before they know it, so they might as well use it now. Hey,
3: yeah. you know, as London would say, you've got to live every moment until you're dead, Tim. Uh, all right. So we are talking about the 12 most annoying types of uh, Facebookers. We will have some more entries on that here in just a bit. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show Uh listener Kenny joining us down the studio. Hello, sir. How
0: are you? Greetings. Um... I have a newfound respect for you guys. I don't know how you get up this early. Uh, well, I myself am full of drugs. I can't speak uh, for anybody else.
1: Okay. I got to say. Kenny, it, you're refreshingly
5: normal.
3: You're really. Oh. You're absolutely normal. What is He's wrong with you? a good looking you? fella. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, you are. Uh, I mean, you're a good looking guy. You seem to be. I mean, like you dressed yourself and yet well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you appear to have uh, both shaved and combed your hair.
0: Uh, shaved. Last night, actually. I mean,
3: this is really, and you're wearing a shirt that... I mean, you're dressed well, but you're wearing a shirt that has the Konami code on it, which is fantastic. So
0: Yes. Excellent.
3: I'm so you, nerd. you have been a listener for some time, and you've heard us do video rodeo. Yes. And you and, write yeah. fantastic
5: emails to us, too.
0: Well, thank you.
3: I try. So we video rodeo is a segment where we'll find some horrible video, and then we make somebody watch it. And the deal is you can't look away. You've got to keep All your right. eyes on the screen, and if you make it to a certain point... Then you win something. Now, typically, we will have listeners come in and do this. You are actually the first listener who's been willing to take part of it because Greg watched it, uh, Don Taylor watched it, and um, the, 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 what's his name, um, the first contestant for Survive It and Drive It, mm-hmm. Dustin. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, not Dustin. The guy uh, from Chad. Chad watched it yeah. uh-huh. on Tuesday. Uh-huh. But listeners all either had already watched it at home and therefore had decided they never, ever wanted to see it again, or they had heard descriptions of it and it was so bad they didn't want to be exposed to it. So you are actually the first listener who's volunteered to come in and watch it. So i got to give you, a, as the kids say, big ups for that, sir.
0: Well, I already had nightmares. I've read, made the mistake of reading the title of it. And,
3: uh... Yeah, I mean, it seems unpleasant. Now, yeah. I, uh, we've not been describing it, and of course, as you watch it, we'll ask you to not describe it as well. You can give reactions. Just don't tell what's happening in the screen. I will say it involves fluids. Uh, from a person. It involves a person's...
5: Expelling fluid
3: right. Yeah, it's a, it's a substance coming out of this person. Uh, if you would like to watch along, you can go to rickemerson.com and do that. That is rickemerson.com and it's, uh, I don't know, maybe, um, two or three blog entries down. You can see this just says video rodeo entry. You're actually rubbing your hands together nervously. Are your uh, palms
0: sweating? Uh, yeah. Uh, that's not all that's sweating.
3: Uh, yes. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Alright. So let me, uh, rack this up and, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and turn this laptop towards you. All right, can uh, I, you see the screen, yeah. sir? Um, All right, now I'm going to angle this so that I can't see it.
0: All right? Hey, uh, Rick, I prepared a brief statement explaining to the world why it is I chose to subject myself to this. All right, Let's let hear me, uh, it. And it's short and clean for the air, I promise.
3: All right, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, listener Kenny will now explain to you why it is that he will be participating in today's video rodeo. Um,
0: And just so you know, I find it a lot easier to express myself when I write uh, things as letters from Bill to Sookie.
3: Okay, so, uh, hold on, hold, hold on a second. Was normal, I was but wrong No, music, wait, wrong no, music. no. I've, I've clearly, I've chosen entirely the wrong music bed. This is already full of win. All right, hold on a second. Uh, all right, so y- this is a letter explaining why you're doing video rodeo, but it is written as though it were from Bill to Sookie.
0: Correct. Okay. All right. Here we go. My dearest Sookie. <laughs> It is with great sadness that I must inform you that after viewing today's video rodeo, I may not be the vampire that you knew before. For as you are aware, I do not like horror films. I cannot watch the Surgery Channel. And I have a grave distaste for all things icky. Awesome. But as you are also aware, I am a hopeless nerd fanboy of The Rick Emerson Show, as well as a raving narcissist and the possibility of listening to my own voice over and over again on the podcast later today, or perhaps winning a gift certificate to the Eagle Landing Family Golf Center or maybe even a free KUFO t-shirt was an opportunity that I could not pass up. Please understand, Miss Sookie, when I tell you that the sheer mental anguish I am sure to suffer for the rest of my days is all for you. And most importantly, Sookie, never forget that Spain quite literally means the land of rabbits. Yours truly, William Compton. Awesome. Well done, sir.
5: Thank
3: you. Excellent. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Kenny. All right. Uh, so, do you mind if we use your full name, or do you? Uh, uh, yeah, go, yeah, go for it, Kenny Sessler. So, yes. uh, so everybody out there that uh,
0: you know uh, that
4: I've gotten email Kenny, from you before.
0: Uh,
5: you <laughs> no, can, we all know Kenny. I'm
0: glad they were memorable. Thank you. You can now bask in
3: well, the because
5: you have the funniest signature.
0: Yeah. Yes. and try to make
3: my, everyone face. stay cheery. You Bask in the warm glow yeah. of his uh, of his glory. All right. 70s.
0: Are you prepared, sir? Uh, no, but all right, I'm all going right. for it. So here's the deal: uh, only one rule,
3: uh, actually two rules. You got to watch the screen. Don't describe what you're seeing, and then you hit the space bar both to stop and start. When you're done, you got to close that window because I can't look over and do it myself. Okay. All right, are you ready? Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, today's installment of video rodeo. And I just said you hit the space bar there. Oh, space
0: bar. Okay.
6: The alcohols,
0: not a good sign. Oh, eyes on the screen, Mister. What is she?
3: Oh, oh no, Sarah. Where are we at time-wise?
0: Thirty. Oh, oh my.
3: You're not even at the bad point yet. you got another, like, 15 seconds before the bad really kicks in. Again, you can watch along with Video Rodeo (laughs) at uh, RickEmerson.com. The light. Great. Don't vomit in my studio.
5: 50. Okay. Oh, he looked away.
3: Oh, Oh, fail. Oh, Oh my. Oh, my God. It was
5: at 55 when he almost just threw up right now.
3: You've actually looked...
0: You've looked away, but now you're still looking. You looked away, but you've looked back. I was looking for a trash can in case I did vomit, but... I must redeem myself. Your lips are actually trembling.
5: Oh, Oh, God. I just saw a reflection of it in the window.
0: That... Oh, my... Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That... I can't... Oh, my God. I can't believe that that... There's that... Oh, my... We'll, uh, is that, is that good enough?
3: We'll did put I, you out of your misery. Good enough is a relative term. I'm going to go ahead and why don't you go ahead and close that little window. Huh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for uh, Kenny Sessler. Made job, Kenny, it, Kenny, uh, really, further than you. Look, I made it like three seconds in, and I said, well, that's good enough. We're, we're yeah. done. It is the Rick Emerson radio program. Thank you so much for coming in, my friend. Ah, Thank you for listening. My pleasure. Uh, straight ahead, the week in geek. Don't go anywhere. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock
7: 101 KUFO. KUFO Portland.
3: It's the Rick Emerson show on Rock 101. KUFO, thank you for joining us. It is 503-228-4101. 503-228-4101. Coming up here in just a, a moment, we'll find out what's on deck for the week in Geek with Aaron Geek in the city Duran, also our good friend, Zigfried. Uh, Coming up at 7.40, more news from Tim Riley. 8 o'clock, Dax Holt from TMZ and this guy London. I don't think I can call him a lundi. He's a grown man. It's
5: not just him, too. It's him and his band.
3: Really? Yes. What about his people and his handlers? Plus his entourage and his boys
5: and his entourage. The That's band great. is going to be in here too. His
3: many fans. Are they yes, going to follow him?
5: Oh. You can get, fetch them all coffee and whatnot. You suppose?
3: That's to, yeah, not seriously. Yeah. You can be there. You can be there fetching boy. Yeah, that will not occur. Oh, good, uh, good, 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 good. God Almighty! Do you suppose they're listening right now? Yes. I'm a. Be- I
9: have all no, your albums.
5: Once. Yeah,
3: my, 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 I, I think they probably feel they're too
9: big to be listening to us right now. <laughs> I would imagine that's the case as well.
5: No, truth be told, I was talking to the guy, uh, Kino, that I booked them with, and he said that they were really excited about coming on.
3: Really? Yeah, they've been following us for many years? Okay. Suppose he's in his uh, motel room right now just listening to uh, like an iPod recording of his own voice over and over and over again. You're such a Oh, I'm mysterious, aren't I? Uh, It's 503-228-4101. Tim Riley is tracking the following headlines on this uh, Monday morning. Conniving
4: hippies are taking up valuable parking spaces downtown today. They'll get what's coming to them. We'll find out. A New York City anchorman apologizes for using salty language on the air. And you may not see your Jewish friends around today because it is the Jewish New Year. Well, it will be at sundown tonight.
3: As it is uh, Rosh Hashanah, I guess. It's 503-228-4101. You can also email if you like. It's rick at rickemerson.com. Around the corner, we will have The Week in Geek with Aaron Duran and our good friend uh, Siegfried. What uh, can we expect from today's Week in Geek? Uh,
11: In this week's Week in Geek, you can expect some, uh, some grindhouse fun. Uh, attempting to break a Guinness World Record, Mega Man, and cops training for the zombie apocalypse.
3: Awesome. That is all on the way in mere moments. If you do not now, you will bring shame upon whole family. It's the Rick Emerson Show. It's 503-228-4101. All of that plus passes to see Rob Zombie's Halloween Stay there. We are live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Go nowhere. We return momentarily. It's Friday morning. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO.
1: The Rick Emerson Show returns. This is Rock 101
3: KUFO. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for joining us today. It's 503-228-4101 coming up at uh, 740 News with Tim Riley coming up at 8 o'clock. Dax Holt uh, from TMZ. I'm sorry, coming up at 8.40, Dax Holt from TMZ. 8 o'clock is London, TJ, whatever his name. The guy from Daisy of Love, which is the spinoff Let's of... Let's
5: just call him London.
3: <laughs> of, uh, from Rock of Love. It's all, it's, it's, it's all like a weird... Uh, it's like a weird interconnected... It's like looking at the New York uh, the subway map. Uh, just trying to figure out where one reality show begins. Because Flavor of Love was a, not a spinoff, but Flavor of Love came after Rock of Love, right? No, you know, I don't wasn't think Rock so. of love first. No, I think Flavor of Love was first.
5: Yeah, because that was with Flavor Flav.
3: Yeah, and then Ro- Flavor of Love, I think, started the whole thing. Okay, so there was a f- so Flavor Flav. You know, as uh, as with all things, he was a trendsetter and a trailblazer.
11: All right. So Which- are you saying that Flavor of Love was the love American style,
3: ladies and gentlemen? He's Aaron Duran of GeekintheCity.com joining us now in the uh, studio. Uh, thank you for uh, Sarah. Miss my computer up over there. Thank you. There you go. Thank you for uh, joining us. Hello, how are you, sir? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm, fa- I'm, uh, I'm excellent now that you made it a Love American Style reference. Yeah. So Love American Style was the sitcom that gave us that gave us Happy Days, it gave us Mork and Mindy, it gave us Laverne and Shirley, it gave us Lenny and Squiggy, uh, Joni it... loves Chachi, Yeah. so I think it was like at least did five or six. Did it create All in the Family in a way? Did it spin on? Did... No, no, All in the Family was brought over from, uh, from Europe, from Britain. All in the Family, however, did give us Archie's Place, it gave us the short-lived sitcom Gloria, it gave us the Jeffersons. Yeah. And the Jeffersons then begat uh, Maud. Maud. It gave it, well done, Siegfried, joining us now in the studio as well. It's uh, it, uh, See, this is the kind of thing where we can just spiral out of control <laughs> into some weird sort of nerd nirvana. Uh, let's talk about the Weekend Geek. Aaron Duran, what can people be expecting for their weekend? Uh,
11: for this weekend, the uh, first up is the fourth annual Pirate uh, Portland Pirate Festival. That takes place in Cathedral Park up in uh, St. John's. It's Art. the Saturday and Sunday If you can only make one day, make sure you go on Sunday because they are attempting to break the Guinness World Record for the most assembled pirates in one location. Really? And, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't the, the actual? Wouldn't you think that the actual ocean probably holds that record, maybe? Or Somalia, at least? Kind of no, no, the <laughs> These are the wacky Disney pirates. These aren't the AK-47 and the belly pirates. Okay. And I went to that Just last year, it.
5: and it's magical, because the cathedral park's under the St. John's yes, Bridge. Yes, it
11: is so... And it's going to be even bigger boat. this year. And Yeah,
5: and they have a boat that fires cannonballs and stuff, and they have reenactments, and there are people like selling uh, bottles of grog and... Yes. It's just, it's there are ridiculous. people
4: firing cannonballs in St. John on a regular day, but yeah, but this one's for pilots <laughs> This one's with the city's blessing, though, so it's all fine. It's a slightly lower tone. It but is really magical. It's it is pretty cool. cool. St. John's is a magical place. Maybe, <laughs> is.
3: Maybe right next to that we can have a Guinness Book of World Records uh, attempt for the world's largest number of sharpshooters in one place on a boat going up and down trying to get the guy in the head through the window. That's a Somalia reference. Oh, come on. It was only like five weeks ago, for the love of God. Eh. All right, well, that's whatever. Uh,
11: also, um, so th- there's that going on this weekend. If uh, that's not your thing, this Sunday is the PD, uh, the Portland Retro Game Expo, which is celebrating all things old school gaming. So that's going to be a... You mean like a cool. role-playing game or video game? No, video games. Really? Oh. Yeah. Uh, where's uh, that at? Oh, uh, it's Candyland. That, <laughs> it's at the uh, Crown Plaza Hotel, which is 1441 Northeast 2nd Avenue, just near Lloyd Center. I am all over that. And, uh, yeah, they're going to go all the way back as far as like Pong, all the way up to, I think, uh, the first PlayStation. So That's when you the era. when you say
3: it's an expo, I mean, is this like a thing where you just go and look at it? Or are you going to be able to play them?
11: Uh, you'll be able to play them. They're going to have merchant tables there. There's going to be some people there really? that are still designing games for the Atari 2600 and stuff. So. Now, see, this is legitimately fascinating. It's I pretty w- cool. I I am such a
3: huge sucker for uh, sort of computer and, and video game culture, not just the actual devices, but just the, the, the yeah. sort of... You know, the culture and the world that created them and the history of them, like anything that's a computer museum or a timeline of the development of computers or games or technology, I'm a huge fan of.
11: So this is is it all weekend or is it just it is it's just Sunday from ten AM to eight PM. Just okay. Sunday ten AM to stand. Uh, you know what? They, somebody might games, have it. Somebody might Atari have games. it. Yeah. Custer's Revenge, which is... Uh, oh, this is a revenge?
12: Really yes. one, okay. Custer's
3: Revenge, which is one of the most uh, notorious video games of all time, which, for those of you who wow. uh, don't remember, Custer's uh, Revenge was a game for the Atari 2600. <laughs> this is why when you would get something from for your Nintendo, for your original NES and even now, when you buy something for Nintendo, it has that Nintendo seal of quality on it. Yep. And that means it's a game that was approved by Nintendo. Here's why Nintendo did that. <laughs> Atari had (laughs) no such approval methods. Like, everything that was made that worked on the Atari, they'd put out. You know, the more the merrier, more money for them. Which led to games like Custer's Revenge. And I am not making this up, by the way. Custer's Revenge was a game in which there was a... And the graphics were terrible, but there was a a female Indian character who was tied Tied to a a pole... You were a cowboy, and you received points for every time you were able to successfully dodge enough arrows to get close to violate her. Yes. Yes. I am not making this up, and it was a game you could go buy. You could buy it on the shelf in the store. And I know that adult video games are sort of commonplace now, but they weren't then, and certainly not one that involved you violating an Indian woman who was tied to a pole. And no. the
12: graphics were so great back then.
3: I well, and they tried to claim that it was sort of like this will lead to, you know, this will lead to, you know, you know, to violence among the youth, <laughs> which is strange because it's hard to imagine a kid going like, "I'm going to go out and get me get my rape on." It's going to be just like Custer's Revenge, <laughs> just like a cowboy. It's be awesome.
11: Uh, so that is happening this weekend. What else is going uh, on? The only other thing, that this is what I found interesting. Uh, there's a company out there called uh, Law Enforcement Targets. They sell equipment for police, uh, you know, for police training. It's right. at letargets.com. Last week, they began selling paper targets that are made like zombies.
3: Awesome. So if you're doing, like, a little target shooting, you can yeah. get you, can get you see get
11: in every movie, they're like, bang, bang, you know, they're shooting the little paper targets. This place called letargets.com sells zombie versions. Really? Get Zed right in the head. And two of them are special Nazi zombies, just in case you really want to get your shoot on. And uh, anybody can buy them. You could even buy just one at a time, and they're like 80 cents a piece, or you can buy them in bulk.
3: I love this country. I really <laughs> do. America is the greatest place ever. Siegfried, let's talk about the Grindhouse uh, thing that's yeah, happening tomorrow, Satur-
12: Saturday. Um, tomorrow, uh, seven thirty at the Hollywood Theater is the uh, we have the Invincible Pole Fighter, which is probably my favorite uh, martial arts movie, um, hands down. It's uh, stars Gordon Liu, and uh, you might remember him from uh, Kill Bill. He was a guy um, was Pi May, who was Pai Mei, who was the the guy who had the, the long, long beard, beard, the trained. and he was also had the Kato mask with the crazy eighty eight, and he is. A really cool dude, and he comes out and he fights with the pole, and he um. There's a long, like, fifteen minute action sequence that is just absolutely unbelievable. It's it's better than Kill Bill, better than Matrix. It's a Shaw Brothers movie, nineteen eighties. It is by far the best martial arts movie out there, and uh, that's that's me. That's I, mean, and you're, and
3: you, I mean, you and for you, I mean that's a bold statement coming yeah. from you because yeah. it's you're not
12: a- it's not heavy on plot, but it's, ah, it's a plot, Shaw Brothers. Spot. There's a Shaw Brothers. Pl- plot there Shaw Brothers was these old grindhouse style uh, 1970s through 80s uh movies they'd make these movies in Shaw scope which uh, if you watch kill bill that it opens up with Shaw scope and uh <laughs> it's just amazing beautiful look to it and uh they weren't great on plot but they they formed what what kill bill was matrix with the the um the whole um the, the the wire just, foo stuff. yeah, it was like And more, the
3: intensely choreographed fight sequences. Yeah, it was,
12: it's almost like a dance sequence. It's so, it's very much like the Beijing opera and it's very much just very organic, very beautiful, but, um, with more I mean, killing. Yeah. With lots of killing. And, uh, <laughs> and it's, it's great. Like, the, these uh, little Shaolin monks that come out there and they, they attack and they would take the pole right into another opponent's face and they'd rip their jaw out.
11: <laughs> so and you can see it in glorious cool. 35 millimeter at the Hollywood
12: Theater tomorrow. Awesome with, with uh, trailers attached. So
3: sweet. Yeah. That is the Hollywood Theater. What time? Uh, seven thirty. All right, Hollywood Theater seven thirty tomorrow. So I so if you're not at there. Music
12: Fest, you're not you know down with the R, then definitely come out. I be, can tell you right now I'm going to be there. Excellent.
3: Aaron, uh, uh Geek in the City Duran, you can find out more about everything going on in the world of geekery at geekinthecity.com as well as our good friend, uh, Siegfried. Thank you all. Thank you. Uh We come back, we have news from Tim Riley later on this hour. London! We'll be here. It'll all be crammed into this one place, into this one small studio, London. Uh, also, Katie Harry, who's the fourth and final entrant in the KUFO's Survive It and Drive It contest. You stay there. We're back after this. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Broadcasting
7: in low definition.
5: Are you just going to let me bleed out?
7: The Rick Emerson Show returns. This is Rock 101 KUFO.
3: Camerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for joining us. It's 503-228-4101. 503-228-4101. You can also text at 52051. Uh, Coming up at uh, 8 o'clock, ladies and uh, gentlefolk, uh, we're going to have London uh, from the party death. Uh, He's going to be in the studio with us. That is coming up at 8 o'clock today. You've also seen him on Daisy of Love. At the news desk, it is your personal savior, Tim
4: Riley.
7: In the news with Tim
4: Riley. Good morning from the KUFO News Center, downtown Portland. Seven forty-four. Sunny day today. Rain tomorrow. If you have to come downtown today, you're going to turn into a hater. Some do-gooder hippies are taking valuable parking spaces to build mini parks. What are they going to do? They're going to block these parking spaces and put down real grass. They're going to roll it out, put in park benches and chairs, and things that these hippies enjoy. Uh, so they're going to be doing this randomly here in Portland and in Lake Oswego.
3: The best slash worst part of that article, by the way, where they're talking about these uh, idiots that are going to be blocking parking spaces, where hardworking men and women are trying to put their automobiles so they can be productive, you sons of bitches. It's
5: like, good thing you guys can take the day off to be jackasses.
3: It must be nice to have so little to do that your fat American ass can just go sit so You sit there on your, on your uh, snackwell's thighs blocking a space that someone is trying to use so they can contribute to the American economy, you bastards. Anyway, so there's that, but and then... save the
5: planet, Rick. and then, so, Save the planet.
3: Sorry, sir, I'm ashamed of my carbon footprint. And then in the article, they actually note that they're expecting some sort of guerrilla blockages to also happen. In you know, other words, sort of de facto encouraging just a bunch of shiftless, lazy, stinking, godforsaken, unemployed, hairy-legged hippies to go stand in a space. And let me just... One other thing on this. Sorry. One other thing on this. This reminds me of something that happened to me again, like, two days ago when I was down by Powell's. You know what this is a variation on? This is a variation on the person who is standing in a spot holding it for someone that they think is going to be arriving by car, like, shortly.
5: No, no, no. I wouldn't handle that.
3: I was trying to park at Powell's on the street in one of those, uh, you know, the spots that's parallel to the the sidewalk. And a woman who is holding a little dog, uh, like a little pocket dog or whatever, a woman is standing there in the spot. Just standing in the middle of the parking and I, and I and I kind of stopped my car, and I looked at her, and she, like, waggled her finger at me and shook her head. You didn't say anything? Well, what am I going to say? Oh. I mean, it's like I'm, I'm in a Third car, and she's a say. woman holding a dog. Like, I can't, mm-hmm. that's that's going to look bad if I just begin ramming her repeatedly. And the dog might be injured. So... uh um, could just
5: laid on the horn and her
3: Oh, it was so... I mean, and and you know what? And I circled back around later, thinking I can find another space, and she was still standing there. So the space had still not been used. She was clearly just waiting for somebody. Oh, it just it drove me up the wall.
4: Here's Tim Riley. So on another topic, that veteran New York City anchor man who used obscene language on television is apologizing. <laughs> uh, Ernie Onastis has been on the air in New York for some 30 years. He's well known. And he was engaged in happy talk with the weatherman, Nick Gregory. He was saying it takes a tough man to make a tender forecast. And referring to an old uh, Purdue chicken commercial. What he meant to say was keep plucking that chicken. <laughs> Instead... Is that his explanation? Yes, this came out of his mouth. It takes a tough man to make a tender forecast, Nick. I guess that's me. Right. <laughs> <Keep laughs> that
12: chicken. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <I'll do> that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we continue. I, we're going to be fine. Found lots of readers.
4: Well, wow. Ernie Anastas says he apologizes if anyone found his uh, salty language objectionable. Just want to say
11: <laughs> I misspoke during last night's newscast. I apologize for my remarks to anyone who may have been offended.
4: Who may have been offended?
11: Takes a tough man to make
9: a tender forecast, Nick.
8: I guess that's me. Right. <laughs>
4: The best part is, when they're laughing, do you suppose that's because... And and the poor girl sitting next to him, her eyes are popping out of her head. Do you think they laughed because they didn't
3: register it, or because... They're, they're supposed to laugh. They're anchor people and yeah. they laugh because they're supposed to do. Or were they trying, were they laughing as a way to try to distract from it? Like, <laughs> no one heard that, did they? <laughs> oh, I'm going to go drink.
4: It's only New York City. <laughs> it's only the number one television market <laughs> in the country. We're only on the internet. What could nobody, possibly have happened? Nobody, nobody saw this. Oh, Tim Riley. So we still don't know the name of that girl who falsely accused five men of gang raping her at New York's Hoster University. We do know she's 18 years old. Her name has not yet been released. As it turned out, it wasn't a gang rip at all. As a matter of fact, it was behavior that she welcomed. She was a willing participant, and the cops had a video showing that to be the case.
3: We also apparently now know that Hoster's a bigger party school than we were previously led to imagine.
4: Well, neighbors who know this 18-year-old woman say she had a good upbringing, and there's nothing in her family to suggest that they found uh, gang raping... uh, (laughs) Well, acceptable behaviors. Every
7: parent, I think, raises them in a traditional and proper manner. But again, when they're out of our sight, sometimes it's out of our control.
3: Okay. So there's nothing in her past. Nothing in her past to suggest, to suggest that she would,
4: that she would she welcome such a behavior. That she would
3: welcome simultaneous sex with five <laughs> men followed by five dudes.
5: And they, they gang rape accusations. They
4: remember None in the family have ever recommended it. What would be in your past that would indicate? <laughs> seriously, that?
5: seriously, I this is oh, just. She looks like... like she wants to be with five dudes. <laughs> and <then laughs> claim gang
3: rape, <laughs> maybe two or three, but not five. You know, there was this. Uh, there was this small item in her past when she had sex with five dudes and accused them of gang rape. I mean, there's really there's nothing that you could ever do that would that would be foreshadowing for that. And by and let me just also ask this. I mean, the, you said that the cops got this video footage on the cell phone that exonerates the guys and shows that again we're not making this is a news story we're not making this up that she had simultaneous sex will, consensual with five dudes screaming
4: next or whatever I don't know what happened.
3: <laughs> now serving a eighteen.
4: I just
3: sort of a ding.
5: We have got to find out her name. I ain't uh, what this girl looks like. I know. I, was,
4: me too. And she's I, 18. We Come know on, she's people. 18, and there's nothing in her past to suggest. Imagine, imagine how many dudes happened. she'll be able to take on in a few years. <laughs> she may move back to the old neighborhood. <laughs> I
3: imagine. she's she,
5: 18 and doing five. I mean, I, uh, onward and really, upward.
3: <laughs> uh, seriously, either, I mean,
4: well, okay. Yeah, never mind. I was going to dwell more on the physiology of the. Let's just move on. The district attorney uh, claims this woman is troubled.
1: (laughs) Her actions and her demeanor depict a very troubled young woman in need of much help.
3: Well, I would acknowledge that the, the the thing where she accuses them all of uh, putting the rape on her uh, later, that that certainly acknowledges But Otherwise, it just seems like... Well,
1: maybe well, at, she so-
4: at the scene she required, no, I hope she had her own cameraman.
5: <laughs> <laughs> maybe she sobered up afterwards. She's like, oh, crap.
4: Well, how... Dr- I mean, see, but that's a lie. Like, you would... Uh, sir, I could get you as drunk as
3: drunk could uh, be. Are you suggesting... And there's certain things you would never do. I'm not no, talking about true. this. Obviously, I'm not talking about this. But I mean, there's just certain stuff yeah. of whatever variety you would never do. But I
5: mean, if she do. has slut potential to begin with,
3: that's the thing. You know what it is? When you drink, the real person comes mm-hmm. out. That's the deal. It's like I have that thing about the internet shows you who you really are. When you're drinking, you know, you see, you at least see it, maybe not the the whole person, but you certainly see a a, a portion. A well, you, you see one of their facets that is real, even if it's only one of the facets. So, as you said, clearly she has like skank potential. Not even potential; it's now been fulfilled. It's no <laughs> longer theoretical. There's video proof of it. Five guys and five so guys. Who is holding the the we, camera? We really need to know
5: the logistics of this.
3: And the, I need the logistics. Who's holding the camera? And then, like, how? Who brought who brought it up? And, like, (laughs) at what point, in other words, like, did she suggest it or did one of the guys joke about it? She went, well, that's not such a bad idea, actually. (laughs) And then there's these five guys. And, I mean, do all, what are the odds of five guys in a room together, presumably? Fraternity. Fraternity, I was going to say, who don't mind seeing each other's tackle. Fraternity. But it's got to be a fraternity, because mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of weird uh, energy in oh, fraternities yeah. anyway. Then I
5: saw some messed up stuff at those places. The,
3: guys in fraternities are always like one beer away from making out with each other anyway. You know it's true. Yeah. I mean, guys in fraternities. That's, I mean, and they're always
5: smacking each other in the crotches Seriously, they it's,
3: all want to just put on like a leather hood and spank each other. It's just, uh, it, it's like so clearly uh, obvious. All right, it's Tim Riley. So this is skull and crossbones of a different sort. That's exactly what it is. Next, you will have to have
4: relations with Karl Rove while uh, Dick Cheney uh, films it. Wow, those crafty Germans have come up with an automobile that gets almost 240 miles to a gallon. The Volkswagen is such a car, and uh, apparently they're going to put it on the production line soon. It is a two-cylinder car, but it has a 39-horsepower turbo diesel engine compared with with a 14-horsepower electric motor. It can reach 100 miles an hour. But the fuel economy at that speed drops to a shameful 170 miles to a gallon.
3: Yeah, but don't you just assume that they've invented this so they can invade something. I mean, I just figure anytime the Germans create or perfect anything, it's just it's in aid of something evil. That would just be my guess.
4: German story number two. One in seven Germans want the Berlin Wall back. <laughs> see, see they pre- said they were better off before. See previous observation. That's from an opinion poll. Uh, Eastern Germans are unhappy about income levels on the average, which are only 80% of Western levels due to higher unemployment in decimated parts of the East, where the population has declined to about 2 million since uh, 1990. Who would still be living in East Germany? I guess if you're old, maybe, and you pine for the days of whatever. Yeah.
3: You know, you'd find like, for the days of the Cold War when maybe things were stable or reliable or something or other.
4: Like, you know, coffee made out of cigarette butts.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we had steak made from dirt. Was golden era. Uh, the, was it you that were saying that Geraldo
4: looks like Stalin now? Yeah, I was just watching him a few minutes ago. That's I bizarre. don't know what he's doing on TV. Yeah, the, uh, I guess he still works at Fox. Nobody ever talks about him, him anymore. Weird Cold don't War me mentality is Oh, speaking of Germans
3: and the Cold War mentality. So uh, on Monday, I swear to God, we're going to talk to a guy who owns Hitler's Toilet. It's like they saved Hitler's brain, but more toilety. There's a guy. He literally, uh, we've <laughs> seen a picture. I, 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 I posted the video on my website. If you want to look at the toilet, now it's a I guy. Think we in, can't wait. It's a guy in New Jersey. He owns Hitler's toilet, mm-hmm. and uh, so we're going to talk to him on Monday and find out like why. And that has generated more response than anything else. People got billions <laughs> we have of questions. Celebrities
5: on musicians? No, the guy who owns Hitler's toilet. Is there is. The it. When the guy
3: who owns a Hitler's crap are going to be on? Uh, let's do one more here, and then we'll take a break.
4: So uh, Gene Simmons is on the record regarding the Kiss Alive '35 tour which launches September 25th. The KISS basis tells Billboard that the fans can expect, quote, new outfits, a brand new stage, and millions more put into it.
3: All right, then. I uh, I heard an advance uh, copy of some of the new KISS songs uh, yesterday. And it's, here's the great thing about KISS is that no matter what you're looking for, they're a Rorschach. No matter what you are looking for. Rorschach? Yes, they're a Rorschach. You'll hear it. Uh, Court Simmons is. uh, Because Court and Faboy, uh, you know, in the afternoon, Court was here, and Court and I were listening to some of the Kiss songs, and the the chorus played, and I heard one kind of greatness, and he heard heard something else. It was a chorus where one of the lines that rhymes, I swear to God, it it ends with the line, so lady, take off your clothes. Which is like they just dispense with any kind of subtlety. It's uh, it's awesome.
5: That movie Extract that I saw, I forgot to tell you that uh, Gene Simmons is in it. Really? He plays a lawyer. It's, and he's actually, he's pretty fantastic. Behold oh, my though.
3: shock. He can really act. Mm-hmm. He actually can act. He was in a movie called Runaway with uh, Tom Selleck.
5: I, no, he's like a totally sleazy, um, like sleazy lawyer, like, you know, back of the bench picture lawyer.
3: Awesome. Yeah. Uh, straight ahead, we will talk to London from uh, Daisy of Love. And of course, he's a member of the Party Death. Uh, they're going to be performing live uh, at Barracuda. Uh, Anderson tonight, ladies and gentlemen, straight ahead. That's right here on the Rick Emerson Show, live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. This is Rock 101 KUFO. Don't go anywhere. More of the Rick Emerson Show in mere moments. Only on
7: Rock 101 KUFO.
1: KUFO! Pop, pop, pop!
12: Portland!
3: It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for coming by. It is -228 228 4-1-0-1. In uh, mere moments, we will be talking to uh, London from the party death. They're going to be a Barracuda tonight. All ages show. It is uh, from 7 to 11. Um, I'm sorry. It is it is all ages from 7 to 11, but it's 21 and over 11 after that. Yeah. 11 to close. So after that, it kicks into a 21 and over show. It's 503-228-4101. You can also text if you like at 520 520- Five one, or you can email it as Rick at rickemerson.com. Coming up at uh, eight forty, Dax Holt from TMZ, and uh, coming up at eight twenty, it's about the I don't know uh, ten fifteen minutes uh, from now, we're going to be talking to Katie Hart uh, Harret, Harret. She is the fourth and final contestant for KUFO's Survive and Drive it contest, she which begins, be and we think she might also be the one who's been in prison. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that I would expect her to necessarily the cop to that like right out of the gate, but you know, we'll see. We'll beat it out of her eventually. So that is coming up at eight twenty, followed by Dax Holt. Uh, Smells like the nineties at nine, and of course, Corden Fatboy this afternoon. Three two seven. It's five zero three two two eight four one zero one. Tim Riley's tracking the following headlines on your Friday morning.
4: A beloved chimpanzee is found dead. He could have had a heart attack. What does R U H P I R and G N O C means? It's the secret language of sexting. We'll tell you what they mean. Just moments. All right.
3: <laughs> Does it mean that I'm in a bathroom with five guys at some university <laughs> in the East Coast? That I mean, not me you, personally. Uh, uh, <laughs> i it's, it's, it's texting for I'm a trollop. It's 503-228-4101. If you watched uh, Daisy of Love on VH1, or if you are a fan of The Party Death, you uh, know the gentleman we're about to introduce. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from The Party Death, London uh, and Jack, who are sort of side by side here in the studio. First of all, I got to say, well done on the Hanoi Rocks shirt, my friend. Oh, thanks. That is a uh, is that a vintage Hanoi Rocks shirt you're wearing there, or is that like a is it is that a thing that you, like
8: does somebody give that to you?
3: Uh, I
8: honestly can't remember.
3: <laughs> it just, you just woke up in a puddle one day and Jack, it was, you were wearing it. Jack is the best dressed member of the band. Yeah,
5: I have to. Say, he has, some he, has, going he, has on.
3: he has the best t shirts and the best hair. <laughs> I I really am covetous of that uh, of that shirt. So hey, uh, what yeah, does yeah. that mean? Don't I'm just saying don't. <laughs> yeah, no. Don't pass you, out or I'll have to strip had it me off until you there. Um, <laughs> Well, we'll uh, we'll give you a, a you know a footnoted version later, uh, jo- uh, London. So uh, yeah, I have to ask like right out of the gate, you do, are you? It seems like you were a guy where music was you know came first. Music was your first love, and then you became the reality show guy. Or am I? Am I yeah, wrong I mean, about that? well,
10: well uh, first of all, not not to sound like a complete jerk, but but I, if 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 uh, Josh.
5: That would be it's, a lot better. Thing. Yeah, sounds kind of yeah. of right? well, that was. I know, then. I know, I
3: know. Yeah, that was going to be my question. Is like my follow question was going to be. So if if it's not about the show, why <laughs> the London? <laughs> like, I, I, I don't like, use it, man. David
10: this villain. is this is them. This this is. I mean, I, Barracudas is fantastic. We we're playing. You know, we we're playing
3: tonight. Is this the man that's doing this? <laughs> it's the man. Dude. All right. Well, it's, it's, the it's always the man. <laughs> it's always the man. You can't escape the man. He's everywhere. Well, so tell me how you come to be on. You're a guy. You're in a band, and then
10: bam, you're on a show. Um, actually, um. Uh, me and Jack, we've been in a band together for like like three years now, right? Three. It's, I think it's been that long. Yeah. So uh, we so. we had broken up and uh, we were getting we got back together and went to go see uh, our friend Natasha's band play at a place called Greenhouse in New York. And someone came up to me with a card and was like, "Come audition tomorrow." I was really drunk, so it sounded like a good idea at the time. <laughs> I woke up the next day and around like four p.m. I was drunk again and decided, "Hey, why not?" You know, and then like did it and then I forgot about it and a month later I was drinking again and they called and were like, you want to come out to LA? And I was like, sure, why not? And then I woke up there and it was just like, wow, bad,
3: you know, bad call. So really, I mean, for anything good in your life to happen, you have to be drunk, and then when you wake up, you hope that the good thing transpired well,
10: during the fog. Y- you either forget about it, or, or if it's bad, or you know, or you can at least pretend you forgot about it, so no one can blame you.
3: And if it goes badly, you can be like, ah, dude, I was drunk. I, I, I was uh,
10: drunk. I don't remember that. Did that? You yeah. know, so you
5: didn't go there on your quest for love. Uh, you know, no,
10: not not initially. No, I mean, I I just was like, why not? It's a chance. I mean, they the guy weren't too thrilled about
3: it i think uh oh yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad that's past it seems like all that awkwardness is a thing of the past now were you what was the band afraid there was going to be like some still water thing where it's like you're in front and they're the out of focus guys in the back or
10: i don't think it was that much but but you tell jack what do you think you know Would you say come on jack Oh, uh, why? Was, Jack's still uh, back on me stripping off his T-shirt. I've, uh, <laughs> no, I think we, I've rattled him. We, yeah, we, it's, it's, it's still early in the morning for us. Yeah, no, no.
3: But, I mean, was it was it weird, though, or like you're in a band and then suddenly there's the one guy who's on TV and he's, you know. I just,
8: I, I, well, I always thought it was uh, like the kiss of death, I guess, for a rock and roll band. Um, someone goes on TV and it's reality stuff. And I don't know, I was uh, at a different point of view back then and actually... Uh, Seen the outcome and how uh, sincere Josh was on that show, it uh, kind of like changed the way I looked at it. And, Thanks, uh, man. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I guess he didn't really look. didn't look too stupid. Yeah. Well, I, it was the
3: first <laughs> That's night. what I do. I aim for not too stupid. Not that's too too my stupid goal is, every morning. It's as good as I could hope well, for. It probably doesn't uh, hurt that you've got like a bunch of uh, young girls who see the show and, you know, then they come and they fling various undergarments at you because they think you're dreamy. They're supposed to be doing that. I—that's what I was told. Well, I, I was,
10: I was uh, it might be
5: tonight. You never know.
10: Because if that's supposed to be happening, I got jipped, man.
3: I was to understand uh, that. See, now nah, you're just. <laughs> now nah, you're just. Uh, you're just asking. Now nah, you're toying with them. No, no. no I no, was to no. understand you rock band and then show and then undergarments uh, were thrown. But I mean, do you get people who come. That's the show in the '60s.
10: I mean, you know, Zeppelin. It was like you know, rock band, then reality show, and
3: then undergarments. Sharks you know, in the closet. I, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. When, <laughs> Good story there. <laughs> We, I mean, do you guys, when you go when you go out on the road and, you, and the party death is planned, you get a lot of people come and, and they, they're they kind of new to the music, or they know you from VH1, and then they're converts, or, or do they come and they're sort of, you know, they're like, oh, I don't know, this is way too rocking for me, I thought it was going to be more VH1, like, I have to go home now.
10: So far, no one's been like that, but I mean, we're, we were like a New York band, like, we've been trying, you know, for a while and everything, and um, I mean, this is definitely, I mean, am not going to lie, it's helped, like, our exposure, but... um I guess the whole goal is just like, you know, hopefully the music stands on its own and, and we can convert people from, you know, into actual fans. I mean, it, this is, this does give us an opportunity to do that. So it's up to us to capitalize on it and, and uh, you know, make it not, you know, make, so I don't have to be London anymore and that, you know, the whole band stands on its own and that we're known for being in the party death and... Not for the VH1 show.
3: Uh, so we're talking to uh, Josh. Don't call him London uh, and Jack from the Party <laughs> Death. Uh, Going to be tonight at Barracuda. It is an all ages show from seven to eleven, and then uh, after eleven, uh, it's uh, twenty one yes. and over. Uh, the website is myspace. dot com slash the the Party Death. Let's talk uh, about the uh, music, about the band for a second. So what? And I and I seized on the Hanoi Rock shirt when you guys came in because I'm always curious about what people. Uh, you know, heard first like what the song or the record or whatever the first thing you heard when you were however old and you went that is awesome I have to do that for a living, Jack.
8: I think it was uh, Guns and Roses for me. Like Appetite or, yeah, pretty much Appetite for Destruction. It was just um, I heard big guitars and you know it was just always cool to me. Like that is a good job. I have to get that job right now. Yeah, it's pretty much uh like. The only thing I actually stuck to, so <laughs> <laughs> still doing it. Everything else just sort of fell
3: through. So by default, you ended up as a rock guy.
8: Absolutely. Well, that's that's
3: how we're all here. So yeah. don't don't feel bad about it. And I mean, uh, um, Josh, you're. I mean, I mean,
10: uh, uh, GNR is is uh, you know I think was like the first. Like the attitude there was like kind of what, but I think you know that that was a big inspiration for me. But um, I think the, I remember the first time. I wanted to be a singer was I was like uh sitting watching MTV and, and a Soundgarden song came on and I heard Chris Cornell just like hit this like huge note and I was like, that's what I want to do. Right. It's just, it just, I mean, I'm talking back when Chris Cornell was cool and sound, you know, like Bad Motorfinger area. You, <laughs> you know. kids back when Chris Cornell yeah, uh, be- was great. Before he started working with Timbaland and, and doing all this other weird stuff that uh it's crap. But uh um like Bad Motorfinger, man, just like hit and hit, he hit
3: this note and I'm like, oh
10: man. God, if I could do that, man, i would
3: mean, be pretty cool. Well, I was like, you hear, and Bad Motor Finger, where it was simultaneously, like, the lowest and highest yeah. noises you had ever heard at I once. I mean, the guy has probably the most amazing voice ever in rock and roll in my mind. If you were to it, it come up with, and this is a difficult thing to, 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 you know, to ask anybody, but if you come up with one song, you know, or, may, or maybe even one album where you hear it and you say, to me, that is the purest distillation of what rock ought to sound like. You know, like, if somebody asked I, me that one time, and, you know,
10: you, I've got whatever. One. I've got one I think might be a general consensus right now. Uh, ACDC if you want blood. And that's been like a band favorite lately um that's just a that's just
3: a whoa uh
10: that's a uh, I, nice self-edit yeah, that that's uh that's a
3: that's a that's a really that song come to me it just kind of sounds like rock and roll well it's yeah. just i mean it's like a, just a saw being taken to your ears i was I, and I was gonna say whole lot of rosie so it's the same yeah. thing it's that it's, whole
10: lot it's of boiled yeah. down exactly that's that's just, i mean you know i'm not acdc isn't like my favorite band but but i mean you could pretty much put on any acdc song and be like that's rock and roll you know, right there, you know, big riffs, uh, great leads, you know, like really in your face vocals and
3: attitude. So you guys are on tour right now, but when you do any sort of a, a you know, any kind of reality show, it seems like everybody I don't know it's like when you do the show, they they sign you with an option for like fifty more, you know, and everybody kind of gets the spin off of the spin-off of the sequel of the whatever. So do they come to you and they're like, Hey, that worked really well in the Daisy of Love. So, um we're thinking uh it, it Josh of Lo- Love Josh, Josh London Josh Love something. you I own? haven't heard a word from those people since Well, that's before the power of this show, so yeah. you're gonna by the end of the day well, I mean
10: let me ju- let me just say a couple of things. I basically was made to look like a home homeless uh illiterate sex addict alcoholic none of which was completely true uh so you know uh, and i think uh i was i was probably re- because i was so boring i think they had an in for me so they just kind of like took like you know me being like you know there's a homeless guy down the street there and then you know they would accept the word homeless like, homeless yeah me You know, and that's it, you know, and and then uh, it became, you know.
3: Was it watching reality shows in America? Did you have, when you went on, did you have any idea of like, okay, here's some stuff I don't want to say because I don't want to be taken out of context? I never
10: watched any of them. I mean, you know, I mean, I I went, I kind of went out of my way to not embarrass these guys. And I didn't really do a great job. (laughs) I was going to say, how (laughs) successful was that? I tried, I tried. You weren't too embarrassed, were you?
8: Yeah, no. Not really. And passing I mean, out drunk is kind of cool. Isn't I kind of got over it. I just uh. kind of stopped watching. So, I
5: only watched the last I watched <laughs> the last episode. Did you did you leave and then come back
8: or yeah, something? Did I,
5: they did they ask you to come back?
10: Um you know, it, it was uh, I mean, me and, me and Daisy were talking off camera and um we were like text messaging each other and stuff and uh you know, they uh, and and you know, it was kind of it, it was weird, I guess, you know. A couple of people they found out and took her phone away and then people were like, Look, if you want to talk to her, just come back on the show. So, um, you know, at first I was I was going to and then I was like, you know what? Because I I did really like her and I'm thinking it's uh, you know, it's just reality TV, it's the setup, whatever they want to you know. Um so I missed like one flight back out to LA and told them like, I can't do it and then they called again and were like, Come on, just come back out. She really likes you, she misses you and I was like, All right, we'll see if that's for real or not. You know? So I, I went back out and they promised me that I wouldn't have to do any more challenges, and
3: I didn't. So the challenges <laughs> <You know. laughs> were over. I you know, and from and, and you know, from what I've seen, you know, you were not necessarily like like Mr. Popularity uh, around no, that place. man,
10: I was actually. You know, actually, the thing is, though, is that we were all actually pretty cool. We were all friends. I mean, you know, they kind of, you know, they have to make a TV show, so they they want to
3: twist anything that happens. Do you stay in touch with any of those guys? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so that's so that's not a thing that just when the show's over it evaporates.
10: No, I mean, you know, it's hard to keep in touch with everybody, and you know, and I think you know. Probably some people think it's like you know they're big celebrities now or whatever, and you know and then people change and stuff but um i mean i mean i 'm down for i 't bear with any of them any time.
3: Excellent. Uh, the show is tonight at Barracuda. It's an all-ages show, 7 to 11, and then it uh, goes to 21 uh, and over. After that, myspace.com slash the party death, uh, so you can yes. find out more about these guys. Myspace.com slash the party death.
5: And we have to ask the question. Are you are you still with Daisy?
3: We
10: are still dating. Um,
5: Open relationship?
10: Well, no, not that. Um, it's, um, I don't know, I'm kind of weird about personal life stuff, you know? Like, I mean, I did the show, and that's for everyone to see, and then everything after that. It's just mm-hmm. like any normal relationship. You, you try to make it work, but you're in different places, and... You know, um,
5: so you're still a part of each other's lives.
10: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, totally. Look at you supplying the publicist answer. <laughs> Thank you. <That's, laughs> no problem. Yeah, th- we maintain a close bond. Well, I don't want to make everybody yeah, feel uncomfortable. I'm not uncomfortable. Nothing makes me uncomfortable.
3: I've been in an RV with like four other guys. Okay. Four guys okay. Okay, for, I have, I'm glad you said I have to read this text message we got. Uh, this says a uh, text message from somebody about, the, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes ago. says, dude. Why the hell is there a huge camper in your front parking lot? Are you interviewing the Unabomber? <laughs> so not the Unabomber, but uh, the party of this. You guys are yeah. in a camper. How many? How many guys in a camper? I mean, all told, crew, you guys, whoever, crew, whoever else. This is the crew. I mean, do you man. have like? Is there like one guy? Do you, do you have like a like do a guy that anything? goes with you yeah. who just is the jack of all trades? Jack knows the most about how to mess with stuff. But so how many guys yeah. are in the camper? He's the jack
8: of all trades. Uh, <laughs> or at least I pretend to. Yeah. So it's like no five idea. guys just forever. How long are you going to be in that thing? It's do we know it's the never ending <laughs> the tour. rest of our lives for rest of our lives <laughs> awesome. we got,
10: we're going back out on tour after this we're heading that, back thing's, to new york.
8: that thing's not going back to new york
10: no it, it's not going back to new york yeah it's uh it's it's a it's a monster like we were like inhaling carbon monoxide at one point we had this fuel leak <laughs> i got carbon monoxide poisoning it tore my vocal cords up i couldn't sing the first show we did i was like ah, thanks for coming out yeah it was really bad
3: um but uh, yeah, no, I mean, so well, it's, it has character. You'll miss it someday. Exactly. All right. Someday. Uh, today. Myspace. dot com <laughs> slash the party death. Thank you guys for coming in. Best of continued success. Thank you, man. All right, there Thanks. you go. That is uh, Josh and Jack from the party death. Myspace. dot com slash the dot com. Tonight at Barracuda, come out back after this with uh katie She she's our fourth and final entrant in the survive it and drive it contest coming up later on this hour tim riley at the news desk stay there we're live from portland oregon more of the rick emerson show in mere moments
7: only on rock 101 kufo the rick emerson show
11: returns i could take or leave him it's okay this
7: is rock 101 kufo
3: It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for coming by. It is 503-228-4101, 503-228-4101. Uh, if you've been listening to the show this week and uh, to the station in general, you know they're coming up Monday at 7 a.m. We begin uh, KUFO's Survive It and Drive It contest. It's uh, happening at Fourth Plane at Auto Mall Drive at Decanna Dodge. And, of course, the deal is, is four people going to be in uh, a truck from Decanna Dodge and... At the end of however many hours, days, weeks, uh, everybody will have given up at some point. They will have uh, pulled the ripcord and uh, gone home. And whoever lasts the longest, they will uh, take that truck with them. So they will win the truck. And it's uh... you know, my wife is asking me some questions about like I, she was under the impression it was somehow like a big, spacious route, like a sort of car where you could be you know like stretching out and laying down. And I made the point that it's a truck and these are seats. It's going to be four people, one person to a seat, and they're going to be rotating. They get out every three hours. Uh, for about 15 minutes but other than that they're you know they're kind of once once they're in it they're in it so we've interviewed one of the contestants every day this week this leads us to uh today let's welcome now to the uh, rick emerson show katie is it um Herit? is that how you pronounce your last name katie yes okay uh welcome to the show how are you today doing pretty good so what prompted <laughs> you to enter this
2: well i saw the chance to win a truck and i got excited and knew i could do it so i went in ahead and entered
3: were you surprised that they uh they selected you no you just, uh, you figured that with your radiant personality, it probably was a given.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. I, when I set my mind on something, I go for it.
3: What is the last thing you went for after setting your mind upon it? Uh, BC rich warlock guitar. Is that now, is that a thing you want? Is it a thing you bought? Is it a it thing is, you learned?
2: It is a thing I won.
3: It's a guitar. Where did you, uh, where did you win that? Uh, Doc's 82nd. Excellent. So, How did you
2: win it? Uh, Raffle.
3: And so when you go into this on Monday, are you going to have, uh, do you have a strategy in mind? Do you have something that you've sort of uh, planned out?
2: I've been working on this ever since I found out on uh, last Monday. And when you say working on it, what is? Oh, thinking about strategies, what I can do, psych people out.
3: Does your strategy involve uh, punching anybody in the face or perhaps burning somebody with something?
2: I don't think we're allowed to have matches or anything like that. Does not involve verbally
3: <laughs> I like, no, this. That was the best <laughs> <president> answer ever. <laughs> not that I wouldn't do it. Not that it hadn't occurred to me just that I don't believe I'll have the proper fire-making tools, Rick. <laughs> Actually, are you the one who's been in jail?
2: No, I don't know where that came up. You've not been in jail? Nope. Have
3: you been arrested? Nope.
5: Ever stayed the night in jail?
3: No, you've not been detained by law enforcement. <laughs> no. Well, we're at the end of the week, and I can't figure out exactly who's been. To somebody's, it. Somebody's, somebody's, lying. somebody's lying. Somebody's yeah. lying. Somebody somewhere has a jail has tattoo that they are not revealing to us right here. Uh, are you the one who? Are you the one who's crazy? It doesn't say here. There's also well, apparently somebody's been to jail, and somebody's crazy, and no one wants to admit that they're the jail person. I thought somebody might admit they're the crazy
2: one. Well, if you admit you're crazy, then. You aren't really so. That's true because hey, need to be aware
5: of it.
3: <laughs> Look at you, and the pupil becomes the teacher. All right, well done. Uh, so it says here. You, so you got uh, some stuff here. You know, you know, likes and dislikes, your least favorite food and beverage. It says I hate yogurt and Jose Cuervo. Is that like separately or together or both? Like, is that some unholy mixture that you were fond of at some point in your life? No, they're separate. Okay, and so th- was there a particular? Was there a, a, an incident that led you uh, to be uh, distancing yourself from Jose Cuervo?
2: Oh, weekend in the woods and doing a chugging contest with some other chick. <laughs> oh,
3: awesome. awesome! Uh, did you win the contest?
2: Um, won and lost. I mean, one sort of a relative
3: <laughs> term, I would imagine. Yeah. How much did you? Uh, how much? Jose did you consume in said contest? To the best of your memory.
2: Boy, um, about a fifth.
3: Really? I mean,
2: like wow. in, in what period of time? Oh, it just chugging away. All. All at once. They, are you sure that
3: you're not a zombie, or something? You're not in fact dead now, and still just walking around. I mean, that's a lot. That's a that, that is impressive. And the kids, she's not a role model. Don't go chugging no, Jose Cuervo. I, I but wouldn't. I mean, yeah. I mean, are you talking like full on John Belushi in Animal House, tipping it back and you and chugging it a a fifth of Jose Cuervo?
2: Yes, I wouldn't uh, recommend that to anybody. Sarah, I'm going to tag you at this point. You have to weigh in on that.
5: I just, I would think you'd go into shock or something. I think your body just would just much-
2: tap out.
3: I mean, just sort of like, I, that's it, <laughs> Yeah,
5: no, I've I've never seen anyone do that. That's impressive. Not in one, like one fell swoop. Do well, you
3: feel like this has prepared you for the? Uh, if the guy that really you can take
2: anything at this point, you're you're battle tested. I think life has prepared me for this. Would you what? say
5: you're particularly friendly? Do you, do you plan on making some friends while you're there, or do you just want to win? You're just in it to win it.
2: I, I'm I'm a friendly person by nature, but when I got my game face on, there's no no holding back. Are you planning in some psychological warfare? Um, I'm keeping it, keeping it to the best that I can do. You're uh, you don't want to give
3: away the strategy.
2: Oh, not like you know the other guys that did. Uh,
3: so you, uh, married, single, kids? I am married. I have two beautiful kids. All
2: right. Are you gonna miss them? Oh yeah, but you know, mommy's gonna win a truck. So.
3: By the way, <laughs> I should note: I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the the, the uh, questionnaire you filled out here. And it says, what is the one, this is great, what is the one thing you would miss the most if selected to participate in the contest? And actually, you just, you put down networking on my computer. Not actually, not not actually my husband or my children.
5: (laughs) Not so much the two human beings you created. Well,
3: that's a given. Uh, it just sure. goes, mommy still loves you, kids. It's, uh, it's-
5: But she loves Facebook more. <laughs>
3: <laughs> mommy loves her Mahjong games, uh, to a somewhat greater degree, but don't take any personal offense at that. So, you're gonna be,
5: uh. You're gonna be fun. I'm excited to watch this.
3: You're gonna be, and you're gonna be in this truck, and it's, uh, we should make the point that you're gonna be there, you know, with three other people, but there's no, no, uh, books, no music, no. I mean, you're gonna be listening to the KUFO, but that's it. There's no video games, no computer. So, people are gonna be there basically just stuck with each other and their own minds. So, what do you do? I mean, do you? Uh, what do you do normally to sort of occupy yourself? You're online, you read, you watch TV. Are you going to be missing those things at all? You think you can just handle being sitting there by yourself in the space of your own your own head?
2: Yeah, I think I should do all right. Um, I do like networking on the computer a lot. Uh, that takes up a lot of my time. Um, is this the work
3: but, kind of networking, or the playing bejeweled kind of? Uh, oh networking? no,
2: no, this is work network. It's uh, part of my hobby, doing promotions. Or local bands.
3: So you're going to be cool. there in the truck, and you're going to be listening to. Well, it's going to be it's going to be us for a lot of it. It's going to be KUFO, and then whenever we, whatever else we decide to uh, to subject you to. What is your uh, what's your favorite music? Favorite band? Pantera. Excellent. Good for. In fact, it says right here. It says Pantera right here uh, in huge letters. Actually, um, what is your least favorite music? Uh,
2: like I said, the Jigaboo rap. What does that mean? Yo, homie. Yo, homie. What's up? That's awkward. <laughs> and then an awkward long <laughs> silence
3: fell over the I, room i'm just gonna make a little note to myself here. Right. Is that a is that a sentiment you express often in that uh in that term
2: uh when i'm talking about that kind of music yes and so many other words that Have i you, shouldn't say on the radio has that uh has that uh, gotten you into trouble no, not at all.
3: You feel like there uh you feel like there might be some sort of a confrontation in your future at some point, uh with uh, with such salty talk? No. I can hold my own. Now of that I have no doubt. Have you ever punched somebody? No, actually I haven't. Are you lying about that? You seem like you might be the punching kind. Um You might be you might seem like you seem like the kind who might find yourself at a party late at night somehow and things have gone terribly wrong and everyone has had a great amount of alcohol. And the next thing you know, you're on the lawn and you're having to uh, you're having to slug it out.
2: No, I talk a good game, but if it comes to that, I won't hesitate.: All right, then Sarah, questions:
5: I'm good.
3: Greg Nibbler.: I'm good. Tim Riley. I think we covered just about all of it. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, ladies and gentlemen, her name is Katie Herrett. Uh, she will be taking part in Monday's It and Monday. It Contest coming up this Monday, mm-hmm. 7 a.m. You can go stare at her awkwardly through a window all day if you'd like. Fourth plane and auto mall drive this coming Monday, ladies and gentlemen. Back after this with Tim Riley at the news desk. Don't go anywhere. Attention advertisers.
1: This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101
3: KUFO. Well, I think I speak for everybody when I say, good Lord. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Katie Harris certainly a... Uh... Character? That's right. There she's a pistol. She's uh, cut from her own cloth and so forth. Marches to her own drummer, as long as the drummer's not too funky. <laughs> it's 503-228-4101. Let's... Or a man
4: with an alarm clock around his neck. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the I mean, wow. I, just, let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show, Alpha Broadcasting, Marketing Guru, and uh, Overlord of uh, the uh, Surviving and driver Contest, Susan Reynolds.
6: And I will accept all congratulations.
3: Uh, wow. I, uh, <laughs> as I think Tim noted earlier, somebody called Central Casting uh, mm-hmm. for this. That was, um, she's interesting. Uh, can you, you should reveal now what she uh, what she asked you in the hallway immediately after uh, her appearance on the show.
6: Well, she had a list of questions. And um, I don't really want to say all, all that was on that list, but she pointed to one thing. She didn't even really want to speak the word. But it, it sort of goes along the lines of what that, Female astronaut did when she was driving across the country in pursuit of uh, uh. the diaper lady. Okay, so there was, was she, a question about whether or not that was legal and and within the you know constraints of the rules. Oh was, she, was
3: she allowed to uh, excrete in a in a, in a without I, leaving the vehicle?
6: Grandma's special diapers. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> grandma's special pants. So you know, I, I I I put a kibosh on that. Thank you, and I think every, I think I speak for all humanity. And the other three in the car god almighty
3: wow. i uh tim really i think some when tim said i think we have heard all that we need to know
6: <laughs> uh, uh, so of course monday the all will be uh underway and um you know we'll have webcams so the thank, listeners can thank check god, us god out. for that mm-hmm. and thank
3: god that we are not yet in an era of smell-o-vision i think i uh that's an assembled sigh of relief from everyone all right susan
0: reynolds
5: Thank you, Susan.
3: <laughs> May you go with the Lord. That's <laughs> all I can say. All right. Susan Reynolds, ladies and gentlemen, 503-228-4101, 503-228-4101. In mere moments, uh, we will have uh, Tim Riley will be uh, joining us. Let's, uh, without further ado, uh, talk to our good friend, Dax Holt, ladies and gentlemen from uh, TMZ. It's the Rick Emerson Show. Let's welcome now from TMZ, our good friend, Dax Holt. And good Friday to you, sir. How are you?
11: Good to you. <laughs> Good Friday to you, too. I'm doing, I, I'm doing well. I'm just happy it's uh, almost the
3: weekend. You and me both, my friend. Let's uh, talk a bit about Michael Jackson's estate. So I know that there's, uh, they've, we finally had some revelations about, I guess, the estate and how much is going to be paid out uh, to the various heirs and whatnot. What do we know?
11: A lot of money is going to these kids and the mother. Uh, the kids are getting $60,000 a month from the estate, uh, and Catherine Jackson's getting $26,000 a month, and it's going for everything she's got. She has a personal assistant. She's got $1,000 she's asking for a month for personal grooming, uh, a driver, and it all adds up. And then I was looking, and the kids, throughout the entire year, they're getting $720,000 like a, as a budget. And so they're living with
3: Catherine Jackson, so this obviously is going to go to their you know the expenses she will incur while raising them and do we know at this point what happens when uh katherine jackson passes away i mean she is in her 70s and while she seems to be in good health at the moment uh you know obviously no one lives forever when that happens where where do the kids go to live Technically, in the will, Michael asked for
11: them to go to Diana Ross. Really? Okay. After it goes Katherine Jackson, then Diana Ross. I don't think that'll actually happen. Uh, I, I think that the sisters will step in, you know, Janet will step in, Latoya, Reby, whoever. But I don't think they'll go to Diana Ross, even though that's kind of how it's set up to
3: be. Boy, you can just hear hands at VH1 being rubbed together right now gleefully <laughs> over the prospect of Diana Ross raising Michael Jackson's kids. No kidding, right? A reality show in the making. All right, my friend, as always, have a fantastic Friday, a great weekend. We will talk to you next week sir. Sounds good, dude. Thank you. Dax Holt from TMZ. You can see him on TMZ TV tonight, 1130 on Fox 12.
7: In the news with Tim Riley.
4: Good morning for the KUFO News Center. Downtown Portland, 856. It's going to be a sunny day today. Highs in the low 80s. Rain tomorrow. Charlie, the beloved chimp, is down at the Oregon Zoo. He seemed fine when he collapsed in his viewing window, possibly of a heart attack. He's been entertaining millions since 1972. I'm I'm
3: sorry. I'm sure that the fact that he was put on display uh, to amuse
4: mankind in no way contributed to his stress or demise. That's what
3: animals are put here for. That's right, Tim. God sent them here to do tricks for us.
4: There's a criminally insane killer on the loose in Spokane. (laughs) Philip Ardell escaped. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry,
3: It's just like you literally needed a klaxon underneath your voice just then.
4: Wow. Philip Arnold escaped during what was supposed to be a fun day at the Spokane County Fair. he has been an inmate at the Eastern State Hospital since a homicide conviction 22 years ago.
3: Now it's only fun for the him.
4: The mental hospital is in hot water for letting inmates loose at the fair during family day. Those teens out there and their sexting text, we found out with some of the main parents. Listen up. Here's what the kids are texting each other. P-I-R. Doesn't hold- mean Portland International Raceway. Hold
3: on. P-I-R. Uh, are, there, are there any of these terms blue for the radio? Not this one. Uh, P-I-R. Penis. No, see, I guess I keep going right to the penis. Um, like, Picture in. Put in. Put in. <laughs> see, I everything I want to say is profane. Put in,
4: Ralph. No. Parents in room. Oh, I see. Parents in room. Okay. Don't send nude what's photo. The, the parents in room. G-N-O-C. Good. Got night.
3: nude over crotchet
5: got nude on cell phone
4: hey Close. good one good one get naked on camera oh. <laughs> that's possibly what that tart said to those five men over that college in new york is that what passes for sweet talk these to take off your pants <laughs> r-u-h oh i can't say one of the words there R U H? R U are you horny horny can i say horny
5: he actually jumped.
4: <laughs> you just did that thing
3: of when someone swears on the air, which you didn't. You and then I say, horny. and then I bleep them, and then Byron goes, I can't say F, and then he says the word again. <laughs> yes. R U H. Are R-U-H. you R-U-H. horny? Yes, Tim. I, I don't know if you've been listening to the show for the last 20 or 25 minutes, but the boundaries of what one apparently is willing to say on the air, um, those boundaries are apparently a little elastic. Loosened up a little. The bar has been set so high for offense this hour, Tim. Well,
4: that being said...
3: Makes a tough
9: man to make a tender forecast, Nick.
4: Uh, I guess that's hey. <laughs>
9: okay.
3: okay. Oh, it. Oh. 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 All right. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank uh, uh, Kenny Sessler for being here in the 6 o'clock hour listener who endured video rodeo. Good on him. Uh, Aaron Duran from geekinthecity.com and uh, our good friend Siegfried here promoting uh, Grindhouse, which happens tomorrow night at the Hollywood Theater. Dax Holt from TMZ. Uh, we want to thank Josh and Jack from The Party Death. You can find out uh, more about them at myspace.com slash the party death the show tonight at Barracuda. And... Katie Hare, who was here for Surviving and Driving. Find out more about her on Monday. A charming young lady. Rick Emerson show produced today and every day by the lovely and talented Sarah X. Dillon for Rock 101 KUFO. In the newsroom Tim Riley on the phones, the able Greg Nibbler, the front desk, the gatekeeper, Dave's in, the web Bridget from upstairs, Alpha Broadcasting Marketing Guru Susan Donoff for the Reynolds Executive Producer Christopher J. Paddock. Don't forget, the KUFO half-off sale begins now at KUFO.com. Get yourself a $50 gift certificate for Eagle Landing Golf Course. It is 27 holes at Par 3 Executive Golf and 36 holes of miniature golf. Get 50 for 25 now and you can get one of those in your hot little hand if you are collar tanned at 5 503-228-4101, 503-228-4101, It's Friday, September 18th, 2009. That is the frequency, Kenneth. We'll see you all on Monday. Thanks for listening. Watch out for snakes and keep effing that chicken.
1: Attention broadcasters in the greater Portland area. Your daily show prep is now concluded. Thank you for listening.